What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. I am no longer. What was that? That's the fucking name of the show. <laughs> I know. He started it with "What's up? What's up?" Like it was a it was a goddamn like a morning radio show. How do something. you how do you welcome people? Why don't you fucking welcome someone to the show, Seth? You go what's ahead. What's up? What's up? It's Crazy Cody and the Seth. Oh, ding ding. <laughs> Ding. Oh my gosh. We're off to a fantastic start. It's the SoCo Show. Episode 88. It's an anniversary. Uh, that's a I don't know. 88, I don't know what to call it, but it seems significant because we love eights on the show. 11 And this is double eights, our 11th anniversary. It seems like a big deal. It's a huge deal. I didn't even know about it. That's how crazy it was. That's how big a deal it was. Seth, Seth was completely <laughs> unaware. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, here we go, number 88, yeah, oh, up yeah, next yeah. is uh, Alessia Cara. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite, ding ding. There's no way we don't get a radio show. I think we definitely, as soon as Elvis Duran retires, we're going to do his show. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, let's see, I, for right now, am Cody Michael, and I'm joined as always no, by Seth not. Ott. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> um, as Seth is alluding to, I will not remain Cody Michael for very long because I lost last week's uh, April edition of the new release rectal exam. And as such, Seth gets to choose a, uh, a stage name for me for the entire month of April. And I will have to go by that name. So uh, go easy on me, buddy. I've had a couple of tough months. What, what do you got? What do you got for me this time? As you mentioned, the entire month of April, April is, of course, the month that Avengers is being released. And we'll talk a little bit later. We're going to be doing uh, some MCU stuff throughout the month to kind of celebrate the upcoming blockbuster crazy film. So I decided to kind of look through the MCU and and maybe find something that would that would fit for, for your name for this month. And I, the one that fit the most... Peter that, Parker. That, uh, no. Uh, <sighs> it, it has, it's, it's related to... Uh, it's a it's a Cody pun name, of course. Those are my those are my favorite ones. Is it Cody, so, which is a mix of Cody and Rody? <laughs> it is not. Damn. It is actually it's not a character name. It's an actress, actually. <laughs> and <laughs> your name is going to be for this month, Scarlett Cohanson. Yes, I actually love this. <laughs> Scarlett Cohanson is in the house. <laughs> this is my favorite one by far so far. Uh, I, I do love this one. Uh, Scarlett Cohanson is here and, uh, folks, we have a, we have a packed, packed show. We have a lot of shit to get into. Uh, as Seth mentioned, we got to talk some MCU, got some interesting TV news that I didn't think that we'd ever be fucking discussing. Uh, a couple trailers and a few reviews. It was a big movie weekend, uh, last week. So let's, let's jump right into it. And we're going to start like we always do with chic tweets. I call you a punk. Strangely enough, Iron Sheik tweeted, ding, ding. <laughs> How did he spell that? <laughs> uh, Iron Sheik this week had to had, had to give us some words of wisdom, as he, as he does every once in a while. Last week was, for whatever reason, he was tweeting about a movie that he saw. And <laughs> this, this, this week, he decided to uh, continue his legacy of uh, 
giving motivation to to everyone to all the jabronis out there so iron sheik says dream big work hard and suplex all jabronis Mm. i don't think i've ever heard truer words that hit me right in my heart i don't even i can't even uh let's go on to the next thing it's making me really emotional sheik has really got me feeling it right now (laughs) gross Suplex all jabronis. Wise words from the Sheik. I call you a punk. I kind of want you to edit this one in too. Uh, all right. Go what? What do you got? <laughs> studies have shown that you can go fuck your studies. Hashtag Tuesday thoughts. <laughs> studies have shown that you can go fuck your studies. I like that one too. That's a pretty good one. Double sheet tweets. I call you a punk. Let's shout out our sponsors here. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get your first 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. Oh, yeah. Mathis Designs. Etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all of your graphic design and stationary needs. And, of course, Mike's Wood. Etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed to get your wood worked. Uh, ding, ding. <laughs> there it is. Uh, every time Seth has a, right, a woodgasm. That's the last time I'm going to do that. A bell goes off. That's the last time you do it. It might not be the last time I do it. Um, okay. <laughs> we are going to keep the show rolling. Before we get into our next segment, which will be sports, uh, I want to let the folks at home in on our secret word of the week, our code word. Uh, so let's let's mute Seth, and for the folks at home, here is this week's code word. I'm not muted though. I can say whatever I please. <laughs> he doesn't know that I'm in the middle of this right now, and he. <laughs> All right. the The secret code word is lollygag. Lollygag is the secret word. Let's see if Seth can pick it up in this week's show. All right, we got Seth back. The listeners at home know the secret word, but Seth does not. It took me extra long it's... because I had to fucking talk around you talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the secret word secret? Uh, it is not. It is not. I hope you didn't change it to uh, to <clears throat> ding ding after <laughs> the beginning of the show because then I'll know. Well, we promised that we wouldn't say that anymore, so... Okay. I can't use that, but um, okay. the secret word will appear during the rest of the show. Uh, hopefully our eagle-eyed or our eagle-eared listeners will pick it out. And if Seth picks it out, get it this we'll time. blast the horn. I'm, what is it, 2-0? and o? Yeah. So I'm pretty fucking good at sneaking these sneaky words into the sneaky podcast. So uh, I, It's sneaky, isn't it? It is sneaky. I'm a, I'm a sneak a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. Uh, we got a little bit of sports news. I'm going to eat some crow here. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. The Alliance of American Football. Is it crow? It is not crow. <laughs> the Alliance of American Football is something that I, I was optimistic about. I said, this, there's room for this to work. Uh, there is not. <laughs> uh, the AAF <laughs> announced uh, this week that it is closing all football operations until further notice. They are not officially collapsing the league, but when you stop in the middle of a season, that's pretty much what happens. So there will be no postseason oh. this year. Um, and uh, probably based on the things that I've seen, probably this is it unless someone comes in and swoops in and saves them. But, uh, I don't know that that's very likely this fresh off the heels of Johnny Manziel showing up 
in the uh, in the AAF and then getting hurt. So it seems like they just can't fucking do anything right. And uh, now there will be no champion of the first season of the AAF. Uh, so I was wrong about this. Seth, you were right. You want to gloat a bit? Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it, writing was on the wall <laughs> for the, for this. Uh, yeah, there's, I think, three games left. They were seven games into their 10-game season is what I read. So we'll see. Apparently someone just invested, like, an owner of an NBA team just invested, like, $250 million into it to help with payroll and stuff for people, and that money just got wasted. I don't know. It just, it just, that XFL coming up too, it just, there's not, I just don't think there's room for people to have, you know, like a a league, because they kind of build themselves as a developmental league, Mm -hmm. is kind of what, what I understand is what they were trying to to build up was kind of like a, you know, like your, your, your D-League or whatever, or your farm systems, and it just, especially trying to be on TV and and build it as a little bit bigger of a league, I just didn't think that was smart. You know, I could see this as something, developmental leagues are your, you know, they, there's really not a great arena football is probably, or CFL is probably the closest thing that you have to developmental league. But mm-hmm. most of the time with football players, it's like you either make it or you don't. Yeah. And so I think there is room for like a, you know, a D league or whatever, but the way they were doing it, trying to put it on national television and, and you know, trying to make a, make it a little bit bigger. I don't think that's a way to do it. I think you need to, you know, do it like the NBA does, you know, put it and put it in your little bit smaller markets, run it kind of maybe even during the NFL season so that people can get called up, stuff like that. But this putting on a TV and trying to putting in a spot, you know, everyone has their sports kind of, you know, the, the, it's all laid out, you know, you got your football is your fall stuff. And then basketball kind of comes in and takes over a little bit at the beginning of summer. And then baseball kind of takes over from summer through until the fall when football starts again. So it's like everyone, all these sports have their spots. And I just don't think there's room for another one to pop in like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that there would be enough hunger for football. But even myself, and I love the game, uh, I'd never tuned in and watched. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was available to me very easily, and I never cared to seek it out. So I think that's as yeah. telling as anything else. So. The AAF, uh, we won't officially declare it RIP yet, but it seems like it's on its way, circling the tubes, um, and on its way out, out the, uh, out the old tubes into the nothing. It is not tubes. <laughs> the word is not tubes. <laughs> uh, let us know what you thought. Were you a fan of the AAF? Did you think that it um, that it should have stuck around, or do you think that there's room for a developmental? football league uh let us know on the tweets or uh even by email uh, soco show 91 at gmail.com uh, what you think of the aaf for now we gotta jump out of sports and into our one word summaries there's only one word to describe you and i'm gonna spell it out for you one word summaries is the segment where seth has searched the internet to find three wacky news stories he's going to summarize each story with only one word apiece and based on those one word summaries i'll choose the story we talk about uh don't worry though if we don't choose the one word that you wanted to hear about you can link to all of the stories in the description box as well as everything we talked about in the show today uh, including some links off to some videos and other supporting documentation so make sure you check out the description box for all of the info as it pertains to this week's episode that said seth what do we got this week in one word summaries your words are bullying robbery and probation hmm bullying robbery and probation all things uh, that have been a part of my life I'm going to go with robbery. 
All right. Um, so bullying was Australian court rules farting at someone may not be bullying. <laughs> all right. All you Australian bullies can rest easy knowing you're not going to jail for a couple toots. <laughs> and uh, probation is judge orders man not to drink Pepsi while in probation. Ooh. See, that'd be it for me. If someone took away my sodas, then I'd, I'd be going, to, you're going to jail now. If someone tried to take Dr. Pepper away from me, I'd be fucked. Ugh. I would put you in jail. Just I would put myself in jail so I could stay away from Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. And finally, um, robbery is Florida man faked robbery so he wouldn't have to work at Hardee's. Nice. <laughs> what? I got to hear more about this. All right. So authorities say Florida man didn't want to show up for his shift at Hardy's restaurant, so he called 911 and reported he'd been robbed. <laughs> uh, 32-year-old Brian Anderson of Dundee told dispatchers Tuesday that two gun-carrying men took his necklace, money, and his phone before jumping into a car and driving away. Uh, deputies went to the scene and quickly realized that a robbery never happened. In a Facebook post, the agency said Anderson confessed, adding that on his on the bright side, Brian didn't have to go to his 11 a.m. shift at the restaurant. <laughs> That's Anderson amazing. is charged with mus- misusing 9/11 system, the 9/11 system, and knowingly giving false information to law enforcement. So, uh, he got you know some charges too. <laughs> so he might as well just robbed. Um, so why not just tell Hardy's that he got robbed and not call the cops? You know, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I Hardy's is to sending make an investigative like squad out to you to make sure that your <laughs> excuse is legit. Well, I guess my only thought there would be like. He's probably, if, if he's going this far to not go to work, he's probably used a lot of excuses. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's probably uh, needing to like make it look real. That's fair. Yeah. When you, when you've eroded all of your trust, you got to resort to actually committing fucking crimes to not have to go to work. I would quit that fucking job, dude. Quit the job. I, I don't think he's going to have to quit. I think he's probably going to get canned, but uh, at least he doesn't <laughs> have to go to Hardee's anymore. That's one way to do it. Right. I love Hardee's. So I'll, uh. I, I would call the police on on him. Well, you don't for, fucking uh, you don't work there. Of course, you love Hardee's. You get to go eat tasty. I burgers. do love Hardee's. I, I love, love going to the movies, burgers. but I don't want to sling popcorn. That's not what I want my job to be. Yeah, you know, on a, this is like a real thing. I I've been thinking about like my my costs for movies, like how much I spend on movies, versus like. So reading like our local theater, you get free movies working there. And I'm wondering like how much I'd have to work to get free movies. <laughs> Would it be worth it? <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I, don't I almost think, I don't think you can go like opening night IMAX to Marvel. Like I think they, there's yeah. like, they, they prevent you from going to some shit because they want to sell those tickets. That's what I got Cinemia for. That's what I got my movie, my movie things for. <laughs> yeah. I See, I, if I. I almost think I would do it, but it would just depend on, like, how much I'd have to work. Like, if I could work a four-hour shift on, like, a Tuesday, I'm in. And that's it? Then I'm in. But if I have to work, like, multiple days and for multiple hours, then count me out. Yeah. I've actually, many times in my life, I've considered a job in a movie theater. I, I, yeah. I think it would be fun. Just I, I like the environment of a movie theater. I, I always have. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe someday I'll have enough money I can buy one and not make any money. Um but uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe someday, Seth and maybe Soco Theaters is a pipe dream someday. Once Ooh, we let's do it. If we get eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight episodes, we'll open up a theater. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> or that take so us many. like twenty-five years. <laughs> it would take a long time. You said eroded earlier. Is that the word? No, it is not. Eroded is not. Ah, word. damn. Nope. 
Not the word we're looking for, but we did have three good ones uh, this week in our one-word summaries. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you! Thanks for the sick-ass segue. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's move (laughs) into uh, a piece that I'm very excited out of the world of video game news. Video games! Whoa! Whoa! I, I just love to hit that sounder. So the news this week... Actually, there's two things. I forgot about the second thing. April Fool's Day was this week. Uh, everybody knows. Everybody probably had asshole coworkers do something stupid to them. Um, one of the funny things that I saw was, did you see in the For Honor game that they put the rabbits in there? Did you see this? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it, I love the rabbits. They're, they're funny. Um, if you don't know, For Honor is a game where you can play as different warriors from different places and times. So, like, you can be a knight Whoa, yeah. and fight against, like, a shogun. And it's fu- it's fun and cool and badass. But they, they basically replaced everyone's head in that game with a rabbit head from the uh, from the Rayman Raving Rabbids game, and it looks hysterical. And I, I think it's done now because it was just uh, April Fool's Day, which was this Monday. But uh, it was very funny. If you get a chance to Google some screenshots, maybe we'll uh, link to an article or something about that. Um, so that was funny. Not the news that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the news I wanted to talk about was the release of a game that I am very much looking forward to, Borderlands 3. And uh, I've played the first two Borderlands, and they're very fun. It's an RPG game, kind of a comic animated style of uh, visuals in it. Kind of violent, kind of dirty, um, but it's very fun. And they, there's a lot of comedy in it as well. I've always been a big fan of the Borderlands games. Seth, have you, have you gotten into them at all? I have not, no. I, I think I might have played a little bit of the first one. and just kind of... Because that came out on like the like PS3, Xbox 360, didn't it? I the think first so, one? yeah. Yeah, and I think I rented it, and I was just like, eh, not for me, and then I quit playing. Yeah, so I, I initially at its release at first, I played it for a little bit and did the same thing as you did, but then I went back and I played it with friends, and it's such a fun game to play with friends. Mm-hmm. It's very very easy to collaborate on, and um, I don't know, it's, very, it, it's pretty difficult to play on your own, at least in my experience, but if you're with friends, it can get pretty easy, and you know, it's, it's fun smoking a bunch of headshots off and... Um, doing the whole thing. So it's like a it's like a first-person shooter slash RPG game. It's pretty fun. Uh, we're expecting the th- release of the third game sometime this year, um, during the year of 2019. Uh, as of this recording, which we're recording on Tuesday, the 2nd of April, um, tomorrow on Wednesday the 3rd, there's supposed to be some sort of big official announcement, and maybe we'll get the release date then. So by the time of this podcast release, uh, check the description box, because if it comes out later, uh, we'll link to the official announcement in the description box so you can check out uh, when you can expect to get Borderlands 3. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, I'm going to be picking this up on Xbox, I think. And um, so, yeah, let, let, let me know if you want to play with Co. 34. Uh, I'm not going to get it on PlayStation because I don't want anyone playing with me on that game with <laughs> <laughs> All right, so keep an eye out for Borderlands 3. And uh, let us know in the tweets if you are into Borderlands or if you're excited to get your hands on this one. For now, though, we're going to move on to the first of a series of very exciting Mambo Number no. 5. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo Number no. 5. It is officially April, Seth, and as of this morning, Tuesday the 2nd, uh, tickets are on sale for Avengers Infinity War, uh, a little a little film you might have, might have heard of uh, if you're a fan of this show. So as of the release of this podcast, we're three weeks away from, I think it's fair to call it, the movie event of our lifetimes. So we decided to make April our MCU month. And so all, all April long, the next three shows, we're going to have MCU-related 
Mambo number fives. And these aren't going to be simple things like, what are, you, what are the five best movies? Or things like that. If you want to see the MCU movies ranked, you can do that on 5,000 other podcasts. But we're going to get into some, some a uh, little more obscure, a little more, I don't know. We try to be a little different with our Mambo number fives this month. So this week, we're going to narrow down the top five. Uh, how are we describing this? Like superpowers or power sets? Abilities? Is that a good way to describe yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. Abilities would probably be good. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily just the overall power set. It's, I, I envision this as choose like there's one thing for me like that I choose out of each one. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, so maybe abilities not choosing, is the way to. Yeah, abilities. Super uh, character abilities. There it is. So our top five MCU character abilities. They can be they can be villains. They can be heroes. Uh, some of them are villains who turn out to be heroes or vice versa. Um, but we're looking at the entire MCU. Vice versa. It is not vice versa. <laughs> Crap. I, I really should just start saying it earlier in the show so that we don't have to do this the whole fucking time. <laughs> uh, Sweet. Top five MCU abilities this week in Mambo number five. Number five. So my number five is, is very, uh, I guess, basic. It's not an uncommon superpower, but it is fucking sick. And uh, I went with Quicksilver or Pietro, Ooh. whatever, Romanov, I don't know what his last name is, um, but his super speed. And we only ever got to see this in Age of Ultron, uh, spoilers, mm-hmm. because he doesn't make it past that movie. But uh, I really enjoyed the way they shot it in this movie. And at the time, there was a lot of competition between this and uh, Evan Peters, Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. And I liked mm-hmm. both for different reasons, honestly. Um, and the Aaron Taylor Johnson portrayal in this one I thought was pretty dope. And I mean, super speed in and of itself is fucking dope. You can basically move without being seen. You're moving so fast. And I like the way they shot it in the MCU, and I, I like the way it was acted, and I thought they used it in a couple different really cool spots. Um, I didn't always like the way they handled that character, but the power in and of itself, the super speed would be would be my number five. You got me thinking about so Aaron Taylor Johnson. For a while, he was like kind of big, like he was doing a lot of shit. He was supposed um, to blow like, up, and and like he was pretty good in a lot of like he, even some of the smaller indie stuff he did. And then now he's just like the fuck is he what happened to him well i think <laughs> so he's an interesting cat so like he um when he i don't know how old he is now but when he was in like his mid-20s he married a woman who was like in her mid-40s mm-hmm. and so he's married to a much older woman and i think it's very possible i don't know but he might have just like stepped away from making movies for a bit but he was in i mean he's great and everything i've seen him in he's awesome uh his turn in nocturnal mm-hmm. animals like gave me yeah. nightmares and so yeah. it's not like he can't act. So I don't know how much of it is he's choosing to stay away or if he's not able to get roles, but I expect we'll see him back in a big way at some point in some, in some really great dramatic stuff. I hope so. He's a good actor. Uh, I think he was nominated for an Oscar at one point too, wasn't he? Well, he was nominated for the Golden Globe for his Emmy or Golden, Golden Globe. That's what it was. Yep. Golden Globe. He wasn't nominated. He wasn't nominated for Oscar. That's right. right. Cause they nominated yeah, Michael Shannon instead though. for the same movie. All right. Well, that was our, uh, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, minute there there you go well we discussed his career atj all right we didn't really name because miles minutes where we named the movies but i guess that was a i don't know what we'd call that anyway, we gotta get it we gotta get a um, sounder for our aaron taylor johnson alert i have a candidate <laughs> ding ding <laughs> <laughs> all right my number five is so this one is a little specific but mostly just because of how badass it was and it is thor um, and it's not, you know, it's his hammer or strength or flight. It is 
when he fucking goes electric in in uh, Ragnarok. Yep, I gotta I gotta hold you off right there, Seth, and we gotta kick. This oh one, shit, we gotta kick this one down the road, man. Uh oh. But right. I I am I am excited to talk about it because yeah, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Number four. So I'm the only person in the world I think that loves Iron Man three. And one of the things that I really like about Iron Man 3 that a lot of people hated is the extremis thing mm. that happens. And you have Guy Pierce's character. But if you remo- even if you don't like that movie, just think about the extremis thing, right? They're regrowing limbs and they're mega strong and they can he blows fire out of his mouth for some reason that I don't know. Um, but they also can just explode, just explode for no reason. And that is, mm. the, that is the thing I'm picking about extremis because... Uh, to just be able to blow up, and sure, it kills you, but whatever. Um, but to be able to just blow up is, I think, a cool-ass superpower that doesn't get enough credit. And there, I can't talk at length about it because that's all it is, is you just blow up. But uh, I had that at number four because I thought it was dope as hell. And, of course, I like the entire extremist sort of skill set, especially growing back limbs is pretty cool. But just flat-out exploding is, is, I think, pretty cool. I didn't like that one at all. <laughs> Actually, no. The movie is, is is a decent movie. It's just it it had no bearing in terms of the MCU. They just fucking retconned everything by the end of it. So yeah, it really, the did, next it really movie. did not matter in terms of. The but it's a thing. decent it's a decent movie um, overall. Like I remember watching it and being like, you know, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I think the thing about the, it is it instead of instead of thinking forward into the MCU, it was thinking backwards because it tied back into the first Avengers, Avengers. movie a lot, and I loved yep. that. And so it, yeah. it didn't seem like it was really furthering any, and it didn't. It didn't push any storylines forward or whatever. But I think it's an important movie for Tony in his mm-hmm. arc overall. And I really dig it. I, I do. Well, it, like it could have been important, but they didn't really capitalize on it. Because like yeah. they had him hang up his fucking suit at the end of it. And then the next movie, he's just like, just kidding, guys. I'm in the woods yeah. <laughs> with my suit. <laughs> yeah. So... It just kind of really didn't matter, but yeah, again, it's not a bit like it's definitely better than Iron Man 2 and it's a million times better than Thor Dark World. So, <laughs> um, uh, my number four is uh, Scarlet Witch, and I'm, I'm gonna go ahead overall... and put the pause on you again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, when am I gonna get to do this? You don't, you don't get to play. God damn it, you don't get to play. I will get to actually, I think, in the next couple. I hope so. I, I think, I think I know what our never mind, I'll say it then. Number three. So Scarlet Witch. Um, <laughs> this is actually where I kicked Jesus. her to. Um, you're, you're talking about her mind control, right? That's what you were thinking about. Honestly, just kind of overall for her, mm-hmm. she's kind of she's she's super powerful. Um, oh, she's a she's a, a lot she's people, a bad bitch, no doubt. Yeah, and because yeah, she can do mind control. I think she can. Can't she fly with her things? Her powers. She can kind of. She like only float. ever does it like once. I think in Civil yeah. War. But um, but yeah, she can do it. She can fucking shoot the things at people. She can capture them with it, like hold them with it. Uh, she can create force fields with it. Like it's pretty fucking awesome. She's pretty cool. She's great. I think the the thing that upsets me about her is they never they're they're never consistent with her shit. Like yeah. there, it's always very weird. It's always whatever it is she needs to do, she just does. But what, what I'm putting at number three is her ability to do the mind control thing because in Age of it's Ultron, cool. she shuts down the entire Avengers by just giving them bad dreams, and it's awesome. And uh, the ability to do that, if you're thinking of like how useful it would be, I mean, it it, it should probably be higher uh, than number three. But um, it's really cool, and I actually really dug those scenes in in Age of Ultron. I think it 
as mm. much as I dislike that movie the first time I saw it, um, I think it gave some depth to those characters that wasn't previously there. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it, it's it's been important. Scarlet Witch is, is among the most important Avenger at all. Uh, and yeah. I think it's in large part because of her powers. And I think specifically the mind control part is what I'm singling out. And it, it's, I mean, it's so dope to be able to, you know, basically she's Charles Xavier um, without the telepathy. Well, she has telepathy too. So she's Charles Xavier in the MCU and it's, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, I'm excited to see what, uh, however her, her art continues in Endgame. I think it's going to be exciting. She's still, she's not dusted yet, is she? she did, she's still she, alive? She's dusted. Is she dusted? Yeah. I thought she was still alive. No, I know she's dusted because I All watched right. the new, I watched the Avengers trailer four times today. <laughs> she gets dusted in the trailer. Jesus Christ. I was really excited new, this morning. The no, new trailer? Not the, or new the... One, not the new one, but oh, okay. the, um, the one from a couple the... weeks ago where there's the black and white. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, my number three, I think I can actually talk this time, is uh, the Hulk. Yes, you can go. <laughs> okay. All right. So I've, I've, I think mostly this is just again, and we've talked about it before. Going back to the video game and dude, uh, just like how like he's he can just jump super high and travel distances. He can tear cars apart and turn them into boxing gloves. <laughs> like he, he can ride, he can ride buses. Like on top of them, turn them into skateboards. Um, sorry, I just love that game. That's a fun. Game. <laughs> I think that's one thing. It is, but I do enjoy it. Like, it would be cool, especially like I like it more when he can control it, where he can just like turn it on and become this huge wrecking crew. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I like when he's in his head and he can talk, and like when he's fully into it. Uh, that's that's what I like, and like that's that's such a like an X factor, which is what I, what I've always liked about him with the Avengers in the Avengers movies. They've never really overused him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of gotten overused in like, eh, maybe not. I like, I liked him in Ragnarok too. when he kind of was in his body. He couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they've done some interesting things, but he's never like really been overused. He's an X factor. He's like an army as, as they kind of say, we have, we have a Hulk or whatever, but you know, he's, he's kind of just like that that extra oomph they need. And I, I like that he's like a back pocket type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that power, that ability to just become what we thought was the most powerful thing in, in the universe is, uh, it's really interesting. So I like him. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's always good for comedic relief too. When he's slamming Loki mm-hmm. around and shit. I think, mm-hmm. uh, when he, when he knocks the lights out of that giant flying Chitari thing oh, in the first Avengers, that awesome. is, that's one of, that's a great fucking moment in cinema. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, his his whole his angry. whole like freak terrifying. He's great in Avengers. I think they the way they oh, use yeah. him in Avengers because he's scary when he changes mm-hmm. by accident. It's awesome, and he's so brutal with the way he fights. I think that's what's so fun about watching the Hulk is how he fights is not elegant at all. It's just totally mm-hmm. brutal, and and he's ripping limbs off of guys and throwing them and shit and just. But like the way he climbs a building is by punching into the side of it, <laughs> you know, and he's, yeah, I love watching the Hulk. I, I had him, he's one of my higher honorable mentions. I had him on my list for a little bit and had to, had to bump him, but I'm glad you included him. Number two. All right. We can talk about Thor now because that lightning <laughs> shit specifically in Ragnarok, when she's ripped his eye out of his head and has given him a hard time and he gets all and fucking poof, and he blows up that entire bridge with his lightning and then they fire up that Led Zeppelin and man oh my like God. I will fight anyone after I after I've watched that scene I will fucking fight anyone the lightning thing is 100%. so awesome just that movie in general is I love that movie I've rewatched that's one of the few I've rewatched like a few times of the Marvel movies I really love that movie and that that scene 
is the most badass fucking oh it's so good i think i've only seen it i think i've only seen it the one time but i'm excited to see it again and um maybe not equally as awesome but pretty fucking close is when he shows up in infinity war with the lightning blast and starts blowing all these guys away with his lightning the light lightning is is the sickest i had a really hard time not putting it at number one i'm interested to hear what your number one is um but in terms of like pure masculine badassery i don't think it gets better than the lightning i think that's the sickest i don't the the infinity war one like didn't get me as hyped but it definitely gave me a larger boner um well we saw we uh, saw that together there was applause in our theater in the middle of the movie oh yeah (laughs) thor showed up and we're all i was with it i was like fuck yeah let's go thor and part of that, like, it's cool because, you know, he finally has the Stormbreaker. He comes down, you know, the, the, the thing happens. But they also play the Avengers music for the first time in the movie. Oh, yeah. And I was like, every every part of me was standing up in my body. Like, hair, <laughs> wiener, all of it was standing up. <laughs> yeah, if you ever needed Seth to run through a brick wall, just play him the Avengers thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to have that as my alarm, and I had to stop because I woke up every morning and punched my wall. So, yeah, we're not getting that security deposit back. <laughs> it looked like we we're playing a game of Connect Four in my room by the time by the time I was done. My number two is Doctor Strange. Not my favorite movie, not my favorite hero, but I love his powers. Yeah, mostly it's just the like the portals. Like he can create little portals and go places. Like that's really cool. That would be like, transportation, uh, not transportation, but uh, um, teleportation slash portals like that is what I would want to do because I just I hate <laughs> I'm very impatient, so I just want to <laughs> go go where I want to go. But like that that could that could be used for so many cool things because um, he can do that naturally. Just be you know with him, like you could potentially say his time manipulation w- would be a power, but that's not always something he can do because he has to have the stone. So mostly it's going to be the, like his, his teleporting and, and bending and all that stuff. Plus he looks super cool when he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's the choreography of him. I know, I know you're fucking doing it in your room right now where he's holding his eye hand out in front of him and waving his arm in a circle. It's, every, t- it's pretty every fun. time I see that, every time I see that, I, I hear here, they see me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is pretty great. Yeah, Strange has a cool. His whole suite of powers is pretty is pretty awesome, um, but I do mm-hmm. love the portals, and they use them a lot in the first half of Infinity War. Mm. He teams up yep. with Spidey with that, and he hacks off that one dude's arm with it. Don't know why he didn't do it uh, against Thanos, but that is a sweet ass power. Teleportation in general is is pretty awesome. I would have it if mm-hmm. I got a choice. Um, and Strange is a pretty cool. The way they stylize it too is very cool. Like you talked about with the choreography and with the the way the portals look is very cool in the MCU. So yeah, I mm-hmm. I, I, I dig. I I didn't have this. I forgot all about Doctor Strange as I often do, but um, yeah, I think he's definitely worthy of the number two spot. Number one. So this is um, I wonder if do you have Loki at number one? I do not. Okay, I I do. And spe- wow, specifically, yeah, I like Loki's ability, his trickery, right? So his ability to like shape shift is kind of my, is kind of what I really dig. Uh, and that's really his only real power as I think about it. Um, cause he, he can't teleport when he doesn't have the, the, uh, Tesseract, but his, his, uh, ability to impersonate another person and then also his, the way he uses it, I think, is what elevates it, right? Because Mystique can pretend to be other people, but I don't think that's as cool. 
Um, but the way Loki is emulating other people and manipulating folks with that, especially in the Thor movies, mostly, um, I think is very, very cool. And that would be a power that I would really dig is being able to, to like change my appearance into anything as I, as I saw fit. Um, that's weird. It's not as loud and cool and badass as the lightning, but I think it's, it's at least as useful unless you're going against an army of Chitauri, then it's not, but like. You know, in Thor and in, in Loki's world where he's kind of covert and sneaky and he's kind of a little prick, um, his ability to kind of change. And fuck, if I could change my shape and, and look like Anthony Hopkins, I would definitely do that. Come on. Weird, because I, I didn't think you'd ever want to change what you look like. I mean, I, I look great, but my look is not useful for all situations. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Or any. Like if, if I if I was getting pulled over. And I could change my appearance and do, I don't know, middle-aged white guy. That would be ideal. That, that'd be the kind of situation <laughs> where I could, where I would, I would really, or actually I would change it into like 22 year old girl with I was gonna a couple say. bazongas on the front. That would be what I would switch to. <laughs> bazongas. No, it isn't. I knew you'd guess it because I don't often say bazongas, but uh, just trying to throw you off the scent there. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'm really surprised that your number one is not, I thought we'd have the same one. Um, and it, Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. So I'll tell you why I didn't go with Spider-Man. The thing that I like about Spider-Man is the swinging. And that's sure. not, a, that's not a power of his, you know, his, okay. his powers are strength and, and the reflexes and stuff. If mm-hmm. on, a, on a different list, Spidey would feature heavily uh, with his swinging ability. That's what I really dig about Spidey is his swinging. Um, okay. And so that's why I didn't have it, but uh, tell us about why, what you liked about Spidey. Yeah. I mean the, it's the only he, the only superhero I've ever dreamed have have had a dream of of being. So I think I had to put that as my number one. It's the yeah, it's like the agility, the wall climbing, the the strength, the spider sense, all that stuff. Like he has, he can do a ton of stuff that other ones can do. You know, like he he's kind of a total package in a lot of way. Like the only thing you really can't do is fly or shoot lasers mm-hmm. <laughs> or shoot lightning. You know, like he's he's as strong as as many of them. He is is he's probably more agile than all of them. He's quicker than a lot of them, other than like Quicksilver, um, and he's got a sense that none of them have. You know, so he's kind of like this one. I kind of I guess was like an overall package sure. of of powers, but um, that I think that like that would he would he honestly has probably the most useful total skill set. You know, yeah. In my eyes, oh, Spidey's the shit. I mean, if, again. If we were picking like our favorite, the best heroes or the best like entire sets of powers like like you have here, um, mm-hmm. then yes. Um, with Spidey though, yeah, it's it's the reflexes, it's the spider sense, and then it's just really strength after that, you know. And it's the strength that allows him to do the swinging. The swinging is why I dig Spider Man, and so that's not a power so much as it is a gadget. Um, so that's why I didn't include it. But yeah, his his power set is the okay. fucking best. That's why Spidey's the best hero. Objectively, we don't even need to make a list. It would be a one person. It would be a one item list mm. of best heroes, and we would just pick Spider Man, and then we'd take the rest of the ten minutes to talk shit about how Batman sucks. That would be. That's uh, why we're not doing a Mambo number five for best heroes. <laughs> that's it's funny. It's funny that you said you've had a dream about being Spider Man. I've had a dream about being Batman before. Really? It was when I had mono in like the seventh grade, and I had a dream that I saved. Um, I saved a cute girl that we went to school with, who I know you know. Um, I, I saved her and she kissed me and it was the best dream I've ever had. I know, I know that, uh, I, you've told that story before. Yeah. Really weird though. I had, I had mono in the seventh grade too. Oh crap. Oh, that's <laughs> nasty. Seth and I make it out in the seventh grade. 
So this is the first of a series of four consecutive Mambo number fives, all dealing with the MCU. Uh, We're going to talk a lot of MCU this month in advance of the release of Avengers Endgame. Uh, So if you're into the MCU, make sure you're tuning into every week of the SoCo show. If you're not into the MCU, I apologize, but uh, maybe come back in May. (laughs) So there's going to be a lot of MCU talk. Uh, This week was our top five favorite abilities in the MCU. Unfortunately, May is going to be John Wick month. So (laughs) if you don't like John Wick either, you're a fucking moron. Don't listen to our show. Yeah, it's a a great year for for the SoCo show. Uh, Top five favorite crotch kicks. Is gonna be the the oh, uh, hell yeah. The now list there's crotch biting first. dogs though, so oh, that'll probably gosh. win. Yeah, crotch biting dogs is, is going all the way. Uh, top it's five the name of a punk band. <laughs> I'd listen to them. Top five uh, favorite MCU abilities this week in Mambo number five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. All right, five number five. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, got a couple interesting bits of news from the world of television. That's what she said. TV. So I wanted to draw uh, the folks' attention to a very interesting story that came out this week. So I've talked before on the show. I'm a huge fan of uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And he it's kind of an infotainment comedy slash political slash news slash education thing. And uh, this past week, he did a really interesting piece on the WWE and about basically how they treat their performers and how their performers are how they're categorized, not as employees, but as independent contractors and what that means for their benefits and things like that. And it was a really interesting deep dive. And even if you're not into WWE, I think this is, you know, I I often recommend people watch Last Week Tonight. It's on HBO. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen Last Week Tonight, and even if you're not into the WWE, I would highly recommend this this episode. And I'm going to link to the YouTube portion that you can watch for free online because it's very funny and it's very informational. It's a perfect example of what that show sets out to do. They, they go after the WWE for some shady things that they do and their owner, uh, Vince McMahon. And it's been an interesting back and forth because the WWE responded to some of the accusations, accusations that Oliver was leveling and then invited him to WrestleMania. So we'll see if Oliver shows up to WrestleMania. But um, mainly what I wanted to do was just tell folks about last week tonight and put in another plug that folks go out and watch it. And Seth, I know you don't usually watch Oliver, but you, you, you did uh, see this WWE piece. So what did you think uh, as it relates to WWE and then just as the show in general, like, is it something that you recommend? I've watched, I've watched a few John Oliver's with you, I think uh, in the past. And uh, he's funny. I, I, I like his, I mean, I'm a big fan of John Oliver in general, just from community and stuff, but uh, he's uh, he's an interesting guy. He's got some funny takes and some pretty informative ones too. He always has the layer of of information and then a layer of comedy involved with all of it. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I thought the piece about WWE was was uh, interesting and informative. And I mean, I I already knew all this stuff going into it, knowing had with my obsession of of wrestling over the years. <laughs> um, so I mean, I this wasn't any surprise to me at all. But you know, it's good that it's out there because I think that. And, and, you know, it's kind of this, the more I go into it, it would be more inside baseball type of stuff with wrestling, inside wrestling. <laughs> so I, uh, I, it, I don't want to go a hundred percent into it, but, but, but with the way that the wrestling business is right now and the way it's kind of evolving, I think that this stuff was starting to happen anyway with different, there's one, one big promotion that's coming out soon that, uh, should likely rival in the long run. I think will rival the WWE 
that's doing kind of what the stuff he said about healthcare and giving the performers more freedom and more and actually giving them healthcare while they're performing and all that stuff too. So I think that, and we've talked about it quite a bit off, off mic, but it's interesting because the WWE is not something that people look at as a business. People look at it as kind of uh, something for kids or nerds. And it's a, it's a, it's a childish show, you know, essentially. And, they don't look at the what actually you know because it's fake because it's quote unquote fake where no one's you know it's all predetermined people don't realize like how how much people put themselves through doing it and like even though they're you know landing in a safe manner they're still getting hurt you know it, people have described it before as as like every night someone goes through a small car crash when they wrestle mm-hmm. you know so it's you know it's still fucking their bodies up and and that's why a lot of these guys who do wrestle only have 10 years of decent working and then they have to quit the thing about that though is like these guys make decent money but the nfl players who play for eight to ten years make way more Mm -hmm. even like an offensive lineman who you don't know the offensive lineman's name makes more money than like someone's name you know like like Roman Reigns, you know, like that, like that type, like not as much as probably like Cena, mm-hmm. <laughs> like John Cena, he makes quite a bit of money. But even so, like, even if you look at like a per night appearance type of thing, like the, that, that those 16 games versus the, you know, 150 nights a week that Cena or year that Cena works or even 50 nights a week that Cena works in wrestling, it's still a lot more, you know, like the, the NFL players are compensated at a much lo- larger level for they're putting themselves through a lot too and probably more in, in like that 60 minutes. But they're able to, if they work their money right, retire. You know, they make if they make twelve, fifteen million dollars over their career, they can retire. Mm-hmm. But a WWE wrestler makes one, two million dollars a year if they're really good, if they're one of the top people, and if they work for five, five to ten years, it's good money. But there's a lot more expenses, and they don't have health care like the NFL players do, and all that stuff. So it's a huge business. It's also huge on these people who are living their dream and would do it for free if they, you know, had to. But at the end of the day, they put their bodies through so much shit and end up broke. Um, Batista, perfect example. Batista, he wrestled for the WWE for like 01 to 09. So like eight years. And within three years after being done, he was dead broke. He had no money, zero, zero money. He went into MMA because he had to, make some money and then that's how he got into acting like he left to go into acting but he had to do mma he had to do a fight to get some money so he could survive and now and and now he's rich because you know or not rich but well off because of the movies but he 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 was stubborn like a lot of guys who leave don't go back into wrestling Mm -hmm. you know like they or do excuse me they do go back into wrestling because they they need money batista was stubborn and he left because he wanted to be an actor but he could have went back to wrestling and, and made, you know, a couple million dollars again, but he stuck to it and didn't. But that's a perfect example. He left wrestling and didn't have any money because of the way everything, you know, healthcare and, and, and repairing his body and all that stuff. So it's just not even a top guy like him, a guy who was multiple time champion. It was headlining pay-per-views and WrestleManias and all this stuff. He was out of money within three years. So it's, it's just kind of, it's, it's a really fucked up thing. And I'm glad that he brought attention to it. Yeah. And I think he did a good job and he's a fan. And it's like, it's like a lot of people and yourself and myself included. Um, you could be a fan of the WWE and of the NFL and of other sports and still 
want them to be better at the way they treat their people, right? We talk about it a lot in the NFL mm -hmm. with the concussion protocol and they're all beating women and all this other shit that's going on. And like they can be better and we can still be fans of what they do. So I think it's an interesting thing. I'll be I'll be very excited to see at WrestleMania um, what, if any, because Oliver is basically calling for, for chance at, at WrestleMania um, for certain things. We'll see if all that happens. It'll be interesting to see. And if anything crazy does go on, we'll... We'll uh, make sure and talk mm. about it next week. But um, yeah, this was an interesting piece. If you if you've wanted to check out John Oliver's show and you haven't yet, I highly recommend this piece. If you're at all a WWE fan, I even more highly recommend this piece. Uh, and we're gonna link to the YouTube portion that you can watch for free um, in the description box. So make sure you're checking that out. So uh, Seth, wouldn't you say that during that John Oliver piece, uh, he told probably like a couple jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that that. Uh, that segues pretty nicely into our next piece, because uh, this week uh, we got to know, or we got to see at least, uh, a very highly anticipated character who's who we're going to be seeing very soon on Fox's Gotham. Oh my god! <laughs> that was a long slow burn, but I didn't know where you're going with that, and are, it did not pay are, off. People are putting it together now. Yeah, <sighs> this is great radio, people. I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> Will you tell? Will you finish my punchline, please? He's just hanging out. I'm there. not gonna. <laughs> On April Fool's Day, yesterday. God, I don't even want to now. Like this is just disappointing. Are we in mixing all, the story? You you want so badly for me not to have this joke that you're gonna you're gonna. Just it's not mix a joke. Story. You ruined it. Um, okay, so they released pictures of of what Joker's gonna look like in the last two episodes of Gotham. And it looks like someone melted. Uh, so someone poured some gravy on a on a on a corpse and froze it. <laughs> that is that is that is simultaneously very funny and actually super accurate. So you don't you don't like the look? Um, I love it. You love the actually, look. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous, and I love how infuriated people are online about it. So I, I I really enjoy it. I think it's hilarious. I think so. What they did, and I knew they were doing this, uh, that this was going to happen. Um, I didn't think it would look like. <laughs> I didn't think it would look like someone fucking tried to cook an egg on a hot summer sidewalk. <laughs> but I I, uh, I knew they were going this route because uh, he falls into a vat of shit like uh, he does in in the eighty nine Batman. And and so I figured he would you know still be alive because I think his hand comes out at you know at, at the end of that. Yeah, I figured that he would come back and kind of end the thing with uh, with looking like a. I'm done with those. <laughs> <laughs> looking like looking like the way they have him, at least a version, or at least like with whitest, more white skin or whatever. But yeah, he looks. He, they show the trailer of it, and he kind of has like a couple long strings of hair and stuff, and and. Uh, I thought, like you said, I think you said before we recorded that it was going to be a joke, like kind of an April Fool's joke, but I watched the trailer and I was like, no, they didn't spend money on that to not to have that be a joke. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it, it, you know, whatever. I don't, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy Gotham. Um, this season has been kind of hit or miss, but I, uh, I enjoy Gotham. I like that they do things differently. People have been freaking out about Bane, too, the way Bane looks, and I thought he looked fine. I didn't think it looked amazing, but it looked it, better than the fucking Batman and Robin one. So uh, <laughs> It's boiling acid! <laughs> so, 
you know, it's fine. Like, let them do their own thing. It might not look the best in the world. But the thing is, too, is, like, the way they took the picture of it at an angle kind of looked strange. But when you see the trailer, it looks a little bit more like uh, Velasquez, the guy, the actual character who's the Joker. It looked like him still for the most part. So I think it'll look better on on camera than it will, like, or on, on, the t- on TV than it does for the still shot. So, again, keeping my, my mind open. Yeah, and and you're you're good at that. And I actually I kind of do like the look. I mean, I think with the Joker anymore, we can't. I think there's no way the Joker's supposed to look anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. we've seen so many mm-hmm. different great Jokers all look so different from one another. Like there's no there's no one way that the Joker has to look anymore. So I say, you know, watch it, see how it plays out. Uh, and so on this, mm-hmm. I'm definitely willing to, to, to be more optimistic. I don't even watch the show. I might try to check out a couple episodes because it sounds like they're really starting to get in the Batman stuff in this latest season. Um, yeah, there's two episodes left and it sounds like bat, like actual Batman will be in at least the finale, maybe, if not the second one too. I think they're going to do maybe a little bit more of a time jump. Mm. But uh, yeah. 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 I, whatever. And the Joker's dope. Like, I'm any... I'm willing to watch anything that comes out that's the Joker. That's, you know, it, he's, he's ascended to that level. There's not a picture that you're going to be able to put out that's going to deter me. It's a fucking Joker. And all these all these yahoos that are that are carrying on in the internet about how terrible it looks, they're still going to watch it. So it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things. Um, and I actually kind of dig the look. Honestly, I do. I think it's cool. I think it's different. I think it's a little wacky. Uh, it's definitely, it's certainly like disturbing looking. I mean, it looks fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. And it's hard from a still shot to, to see how, you know, how's his mannerisms going to be? How's he going to talk? Those kind of things. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I like the, the actor and what they've done with, I like how they, how they have the Joker, like how, like the way he acts, the way he, you know, his charisma and all that stuff. Cause they've kind of, well, they've run through several iterations of the Joker already. Uh, Jeremiah Velasca is the guy. And he had a brother, like a twin brother, who was originally the Joker. Like, that's the guy they had his face cut off. And then they, like, put it, sewed it back on. And then he died, and there was this gas that made this current Joker into the Joker. And he was kind of more reserved. He was a little more, like, methodical and stuff. So they've kind of gone through different Jokers and, and, like, done different versions of it. Which is cool. Again, like, people people get mad at it for not being the Joker they want. But it's like, they're trying different things. They're trying to fit all this stuff into their own like into their own thing and, and, and into a shortened season and, and really shortened series. So like, just let them do what they want. Like play with it. Mm-hmm. That's the point of a comic book movie and, and show is to just play with it and have fun. The, not everything can be the dark night. <laughs> uh, not, not everything can be that serious and, and, and grounded in reality and, and you know, all that stuff. Like let them have fun with it. That's the point. Yeah, I think Gotham is a perfect playground for this kind of stuff. And it seems like they've they've kind of flexed their creative muscles around all the different characters and things. And I'm for it. I agree with you. Because, I mean, how high are the mm-hmm. stakes really on Gotham? It'd be another thing if they brought out a movie and they had a garbage Joker. But, like, really, what are the stakes here? There aren't any. So I'm, gl- mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're using right. their freedom to uh, to try some new stuff. It's cool. I'm, I'm for it. All righty. That's going to do it for TV news this week. Uh, let's get into another edition of Seth's TV Corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. So far, great response to the new <laughs> sounder. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad the listeners like it. Uh, I certainly do. It's funky. <laughs> Anything that has my voice in it is going to make me happy. So 
uh, I'm happy with the new sounder. All right. Uh, well, we need to go back to the old one now. <laughs> Seth, we're all we're all interested to see if you're happy with the latest season of this show. And we've been talking about this show for a long time, and it's been had its, it's sure had its up. It's it, it's had its ups and it's had its downs. Uh, where are we at on the latest season of this uh, this long running AMC drama? Well, you might be a little surprised by by where I'm at with it. But uh, so yeah, season nine of The Walking Dead, which is uh, crazy to think about. We were, were we still in high school when the first one came out? Um, I think we were. We might have just graduated, but it was huge when I was in yeah. college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is going to be, uh, this will be the third season you've covered on this show, I think. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Um, the la- I know the last two seasons haven't been reviewed super well, but uh, this one will be a little bit different. So this season, I think most people know, like the first half was all about Rick Grimes and his final episodes and all that stuff. They kind of, I think they did a little, from what I remember now, they did a little bit like a six month or so time jump between the end of season eight and then with Rick, maybe six months or a year or something like that. And it was focusing more on like the communities now and what's happened to them since and like how they're setting up, setting up civilization. Like the, there's a storyline about a bridge that would help the community stay together and like help them trade and all this stuff. And, and that's kind of like what happened with Rick's downfall and everything with him leaving. But um, they, uh, th- that was, that stuff was interesting. Like I liked that they jumped a little bit of time and that they, kind of had Rick exit in a way that made sense. He was all about trying to fulfill Carl's wish of creating a community and all this stuff and, and rebuilding civilization. And it was, it was nice. It was, it wasn't like super like gripping or dramatic or intense or anything like that. It just kind of was like giving Rick an exit, which was fine. The second half of the season though, was really awesome. So they jumped six years, I think after Rick left and they were at a place now where the communities kind of had all had a, they, they kind of all had like a rift in them. So there was like at one point this council that was all together that was trying to help make decisions and they all just kind of drifted apart. Michonne was kind of the quote unquote leader of it all. And she was making decisions kind of more uh, like drastically because she, she was kind of reeling from everything that happened with Rick she also was like pregnant and stuff and was dealing with like having to protect kids and all this. She's also left being a single mom with Judith and, and all that. So there's a lot of repercussions with, with Rick leaving and then also just her change in, in tone and demeanor and all this stuff. So we're six years ahead. Michonne is kind of just cold and, and closed off to any, anyone but people in Alexandria, which is what she's leading now. Most of the season was kind of focused on her. Um, she was really the main character at that point. Maggie has left, kind of gone off with her kid. And so Lauren Cohen wasn't in really the second half. She wasn't in the second half at all. It was really Michonne and then Daryl and kind of Carol as well. So like kind of the main pillars were focused in. The best part about all that, though, was that they introduced really the best villain. I think they've the best villains, the best threat that they've ever had. I wouldn't say single villain, but best threat they've ever had, which is the whispers. And there are these people who will cut off zombie masks or zombie heads and their skin and wear them as masks. And so they can be anywhere at any time. Like anytime there's zombies on the screen, you don't like, you legitimately don't know. Is that, is that 
you know, a zombie or is that a whisperer? And so it actually adds a lot of intense moments. Anytime there's like they're around zombies because they're all kind of tensed up when before, you know, they would just go out there and slay them all. But now these zombies can stab them <laughs> because they're people. So like it, it added a really cool, intense element. And for the first time, probably since like the governor, you actually are like when there's villains on screen, you're like, fuck these, some of these people just might die. Cause they killed off some characters in the season that you didn't hundred percent expect. So that, that element is back of like, Oh shit. Any of these people can die. Any of these people can go. That also allowed with some of the deaths and things like that, some really cool connections. Uh, the the Whisperer thing, uh, there was one of the Whisperer daughter, well, like a, she's a daughter of one of the main Whisperer, or the main Whisperer. She got captured by the group and kind of integrated, was integrated into the group, into the, you know, Alexandria and all that stuff. There's a really cool storyline with her and another uh, boy from the show that worked really really well like every almost everything they did in the second half of the season worked super well my favorite thing though by far and i was so surprised that i enjoyed as much as judith the, the so she's lady? the daughter of no judith is the daughter of rick oh um, okay so she was new so this when season. they time jump yep so when they time jumped they added a six what i think she's supposed to be six or seven you're maybe even eight uh she younger girl and she is a perfect mix of Rick and Michonne. She's got a little mini fucking sword. She's got the gun, Rick's gun. Um, she's got Rick's hat that Carl was wearing. But she's like very, like the the girl, the actress who portrays her is is really good. Like she she conveys emotions really well. She's still like she's very grown up. Like the way she talks and the way she thinks and makes decisions. Like it like I know that's written for her, but just the way she acts in it too is really good. But then she's also like, she's still got like the child kind of wonderment, you know, and she's still like wanting to see the best in people. She, she has this whole through line with Negan because he's still in the show. He's just trapped the entire time, but she has this whole through line with Negan throughout the season. That's like, that's really cool. Like they, they, they have Negan kind of grow as a person because of Judith and, and they both are teaching themselves things. It's like almost like Negan's her dad now, kind of in a way, uh, which is inter- super interesting because of what's happened in the past. that has been set up. Um, I, I was like the, the, I was really surprised at how much I, I enjoyed pretty much all of the second half of, uh, yeah, pretty much all the second half of, of, of this, this season. I was super into it. I was, I watched, I watched the, the episode that aired on Sunday right away, which I haven't done in like four seasons <laughs> of Walking Dead. So I was super into it. I was really, really happy with how it turned out. I'm excited for next season. I know there's a few characters or actors leaving um, this next upcoming season. I think we talked about Denai Guerrero is, is going to be leaving the show. So Michonne will be gone, which kind of sucks. But I really like what they've set up. And they still have like the whispers are still around. It's it's the most threatening enemy. And I'm excited to see what that where, where that goes. I'm all around loved loved the second half of the season. So because the first half was was just okay and the second half was awesome, I think because of how good the second half was, I'm probably gonna give this like a a straight four point um show saving time jumps out of five. Show saving time jumps. I love it. Uh, I am surprised because I definitely thought this show was starting to circle the tubes, but they may have rejuvenated it a little bit with uh some new characters and some things like that and I mean, great, you know, get your money, uh, Walking Dead people, if if you can keep making it interesting. 
Um, did not expect that at all. 4-0 is a pretty good score, higher than I would have expected for The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, folks out there, if you watch The Walking Dead, I know there are some of you out there, uh, let us know what you thought of the latest season nine. Is that what you said? This was season nine? Yep. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you Eight. thought of season nine and uh, hit us up on the tweets. Uh, hit Seth up at Seth O'Watt or at Soko Show Pod. Uh, so again, hit him up on the tweets. Let him know what you thought of the latest season of The Walking Dead. This has been Seth's TV Corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Let's make a move from TV back into the world of movies. This is Making the Quota. What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name! <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. And I quote... If I lose the uh, if I lose the rectal exam this next month, will you make my name fuck you so I can tell people fuck you? That's my name. <laughs> I, I'm putting in a formal request for that. I will probably not do that. You probably won't do it. Uh, making the quota. No. This segment is very simple. Seth has come up with a quote. I need to pick out uh, what movie it's in and who said it. So uh, what do you got for us this week, Seth? Well, this uh, making the quota is uh, comes from us by way of. A relative of yours, uh, Kyle Michael. Oh, your nice. Brother. Nice. Your brother made a suggestion this week, so uh, shout out to Kyle. The quote he has requested is, God, I go to church every goddamn Sunday. Oh, I know this one already. You going br- <laughs> to bring the demons out of me? <laughs> First of all, that is a fantastic quote, and I'm going to give Kyle a horn for suggesting it. <laughs> That is the character played by Danny McBride in Hot Rod. And that is... What's the character's name? Um, it's not Rico. It is Rico. It is Rico. Okay. It's yeah. Rico in Hot Rod. And first of all, a lot of things going on. First of all, shout out to Kyle for a great quote. Shout out to Hot Rod for being a great fucking movie. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to consult you on this. It's going to get this week's retro recommend. <laughs> I'm going to take you back in time. Where we're going, we don't need roads. And those are the two things I wanted to do. So Hot Rod is fantastic. The quote is fantastic. And I'm <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. I think this is the first one that I've gotten, like, without help. And Well, normally I try and make them a little more difficult. Yeah. But uh, since Kyle requested it, I figured you'd know that right away. Oh, yeah. Um, so since Kyle requested it, I just, I figured I would, uh, you know, for, for, uh, Serving our country, I figured I would I would uh, give him his request and uh, give you a softball for the, this week. But next week, I'm only going to give you like three letters of the quote, and you're going to have to figure oh, it out. Oh, crap. Well, I will step up to the plate uh, <laughs> when the time comes. I think that I think the Hot Rod quote would have been more obscure to someone who hasn't seen Hot Rod a dozen times. But uh, I, Yeah, the thing is, I, I know you've seen it yeah. a billion times. Like, it would... I would I was staying away from that movie. I was staying away from like super bad. Mm-hmm. You're definitely never never gonna get a super bad quote. Uh, um, certain movies I know you'll you'll know. Um, I think next week the quote's gonna be funky dance music, black hair, and black tux. What? Can you get that one? <laughs> funky funky black music, black music, funky funky music, black hair, and black tux. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. That that's what it's gonna be from. Oh, do you, do you know what that is? No, I have no clue. It's your favorite scene from. Oh, oh yeah, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bring that bring yeah. that at me. That's not a quote, but yeah, bring it at me. Oh, it's a quote. <laughs> bring that one at me next week. The quote the quote is actually the quote is actually 
Yeah. There you go. Now dig on this. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what we're talking about, tweet us at Soko Show Pod, at Seth O'Water, at underscore Cody Michael. If you know what, what movie we're referring to, uh, let us know. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast next week. How's that sound? Otherwise, we'll be back next week with another edition of Making the Quota. What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name! <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. And I quote! If you don't like movies, get the fuck out, because the rest of the show is going to be movie talk, movie news, movie reviews, all sorts of fun stuff. Let's start in the realm of news. Uh, this is the movie section. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. The only piece of news that the world is concerned with this week is that Avengers Endgame has opened up ticket sales. So if you're listening to this show on Friday the 5th, do not lollygag or you will probably miss out on getting tickets because they are on sale. Probably already have. Yeah. You may have already missed out. The tickets are on sale. You can get them. They're actually starting shows earlier on Thursday night, the 25th, than they usually do. Uh, I know my ticket. 4 a.m. My ticket and yours are both at 6 p.m. instead of the usual 7, probably because it's a three-hour fucking movie. Avengers Endgame, check it out in your local theater. Buy advanced tickets, or you. there's a very real chance you won't get to go to this opening night or opening weekend. So I, I, we implore you, again, do not lollygag. Make sure that you go get your, your tickets right now. Yeah, <laughs> Seth. Has, it took you two tries, but yeah. you got it. The word of the week, the code word, was lollygag. You got it. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I think I would have gotten away with it if I had spaced it out the second time a little more. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, that said, abs- all all games aside, do not lollygag or you'll miss out on tickets to Endgame. I'm telling you. Go to Fandango or your local uh, theater buying website or whatever the hell. Get your tickets to Endgame. It comes out in three weeks. You're going to want to catch this one on opening weekend, uh, as I know we are. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, the movie, like I said, the movie event of our lifetime. So uh, you're going to want to you're going to get in on that. And we're not being paid by Marvel to, <laughs> to pitch it. So uh, that's just because we want you to join in on the fun. Um, just so you know, I... Uh... I I provided my own slime for getting that question right or that word right. Oh so. no! So you just slimed yourself? I did. <laughs> Please refrain from sliming yourself in your room while you're talking to me. I would very much appreciate nah. that. <laughs> All right. Well, the world didn't need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. We got a couple more things in movie news. Uh, I'm really excited about this next thing. Mark Hamill announced this week that he's going to be the voice of Chucky in the 2019 version of Child's Play. And uh, I love Chucky. Uh, I know uh, our good buddy on the YouTubes... At Jared Buckendall. ...does not like Chucky, but he does like Mark Hamill, as we all do. Uh, Seth, I know you're, you are, are privy to Star Wars, not as huge a fan as I am, but you are, you're maybe more familiar with his voice acting talents uh, as the Joker mm-hmm. in the Batman anim- animated. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on Hamill as the Joker? Does it change your anticipation... Hamill is a Joker. Hamill as Chucky. Uh, does it change your level of anticipation for this uh, 19 horror remake? Uh, change my anticipation? Not really. Um, I like Mark Hamill, and it's cool that he's doing more voice acting because he's really good at it. But I, I still probably planned on seeing it anyway. So I, uh, it's cool. It'll be cool to know that he's doing that. 
but honestly, I don't know if it really, yeah, it is. I think it's cool. I don't know. Like part of me is like, now I know who's doing it. Mm -hmm. Like now I know like the same voice who's done, you know, the Joker and all this stuff. Um, I'm sure he'll put a spin on it. So it's not obvious that it's him. I hope it's not just him being like, hey, bats, like he does on, on Batman, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that that type of thing, the same kind of weird, crazy voice. So, yeah, no, it's cool. I, I think it, it adds a little bit to the, to the, I guess, uh, overall quality, maybe, because they're, they're getting some, some interesting people involved with that. Yeah. So. He gives a little more, a little more weight. Right, because he's you know yeah, kind of yeah. kind of a tougher get, so it it makes it. I take the movie a little more seriously now. Yeah, um, and I I'm really excited because, like you said, he's a very talented voice actor, and I think he's going to bring something original and very cool to the character. I do agree with what you said, though. I wish I didn't know it was him, because now I'll be thinking about yeah. that. But uh, very excited to see what he does with it, and I think he's going to give it a cool spin. And I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, the the classic horror remake is a genre that i've i'm on board for i want them all so uh giving giving chucky a proper voice actor who is i think going to take it very seriously and and will will make the character sort of pop in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time uh i'm i'm all for it i say yes uh, and i was like you said already gonna go see this but uh, even more excited now that hamill's involved i think this is really cool let's move from mark hamill who you love into an actress who i know you have mixed feelings about uh, we heard word this week that Melissa McCarthy is going to join join forces with Octavia Spencer, and the two of them are going to play superheroes or superheroine mm. in a Netflix original film that is going to be directed by Ben Falcone. So this there's a lot of info there to to kind of swim around in, and I know you got some feelings about it, Seth. So what do you think about this project? Honestly, I had no idea that. I didn't hear about this, so that's first. That's the first I'm hearing of it. Definitely threw open my mouth a little bit. Because um, Ben Falcone is her husband, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so yeah, the I bet if I control F'd fall, it would probably appear like 17 times in that script. So uh, we'll see how many times. Like, I hope her superpower is like staying upright, because <laughs> that might actually be more entertaining movie. Because She's definitely going to be like if they're superheroes. She's definitely going to be a bumbling idiot superhero, so she's going to fall down a lot, and it's it's going to be it's not going to be good. Like Netflix comedies, especially, have not been good. So there's already like being it's going straight to Netflix. It has Ben Falcone writing for her again. There, this is going to be bad, and I am I am. Definitely not going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it because of how bad it might be. And I, I'm going to watch it anyway because either it'll be bad and it'll be funny or it'll be great and I'll get to feed you some crow. So I, I'm stoked about this. Uh, Octavia and Melissa McCarthy both coming off some some successful runs, uh, you know, uh, both nominated recently. We saw Melissa McCarthy kind of stretch her 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 legs and her latest role in Can You Ever Forgive Me, but that was away from Ben Falcone. And as much as you mm-hmm. hate Melissa McCarthy, I think he's as much of the problem. Uh, he's writing oh, and yeah. directing, and this is okay. this has this has an opportunity to be very very dumb. I don't hate Melissa McCarthy. I think she's a really good actress. I hate the movie choices she makes, and mm-hmm. and especially her comedic movie choices that she makes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's Ben Falcone is an awful awful director and screenwriter 
He's terrible. <laughs> um, and he should definitely not work with her again. But that's the other thing, too, is like they definitely did this because of the money. It's a Netflix mm. movie. They pro- they backed up the truck to her house and said, how much do you want? And, and, and then she's like, oh, all right, I'll get a shovel. And <laughs> and 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 then decided to put some fucking football pads on and fall down for two hours. So, you know, whatever. Get your money while you can, I guess. I cannot wait for this to come out. I want to do a whole red carpet run up to it. We'll do a month dedicated to the show. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked for this. I'm excited. You know just what? Cause I want to see you react to it. I hope this comes out the next time we're in town together, because what I want to do is like we did for the interview, do a drinking game out of it. Oh, yes. But, but every time she falls, then we drink or we take a shot. We can do that instead this time. And I bet that you end up in the bathroom again. <laughs> Some folks don't know. We did a drinking game for the interview. We had a lot of different rules. The interview with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco. And Uh I completely blacked out, threw up, and got sick on a work night. (laughs) And I have no idea what that movie's about. (laughs) I know I've seen it. I know I had a fun time. But I have no fucking clue what happens in it. (laughs) Yeah, it was like on a Tuesday night. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's great. That That was pretty funny. I don't even remember what the rules were. There were a lot of them. There was like cussing. There was Seth Rogen laugh. There was surprise celebrity cameo. There were a lot of weed. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, A lot of fun stuff going on here. What do we got next? Uh, The Matrix turned 20 this week. 20 years ago this week, The Matrix was released. Seth has still not watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't get to try not to get too hot about it. Here's what I'll say about The Matrix. Um, It holds up pretty well. There are some, there's a couple effects that haven't aged great, but I think the movie is in general holds up very well. Um, and the original, if you take it in and of itself, I know the second and third get a lot of crap, even though I like them, uh, just the original matrix. If you haven't seen them now is a great time, Seth, to give them a shot, uh, celebrate the 20th anniversary of the matrix release. And if you have seen it, go back and go back and do another really, uh, another watch of it. I know I'm going to sometime soon. Because The Matrix is just one of those great movies that everyone and I know I, I want you to watch it, Seth, but you just you just won't you won't do it, will you? Well, it's been two decades. It's probably about time now, um, but I probably won't do it. So mm-hmm. I think I don't know. You just you just can't give me what I want, can you? <laughs> just, just fucking give me what I want, Seth. I will not. <laughs> give me what I want. <laughs> give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give it to me. <laughs> is, is that what you were? That's the thing. Yeah. Hitting you, hitting you with a little surprise sounder there. That's of course Batista from the WWE. Give me what I want. I think we're gonna get a lot of we're gonna get a lot of uh, a lot of work out of that new sounder. I think. Pretty excited about it. One more piece of movie news. We got a release date, Seth, for a movie that has been a little bit controversial, but it's certainly been in the news. Uh, it's the upcoming Ted Bundy, uh, Zac Efron film on Netflix, and now we know when we can expect it to drop. Yeah, I think we talked about it not too long ago, but uh, and we kind of speculated that it would come out in the fall, around award season, but now it's uh, apparently coming out uh, May 3rd on Netflix, which about a month and I'm excited because I do want to see it and I've heard good things but it also kind of is disappointing in a, in a, in a little way because um, I think that 
hurts the Oscar potential if there was any for it. And again, I don't know if the movies like came uh, coming out of South by Southwest. I've heard really great things, but um, I I don't know what the actual chances of an Oscar for are. It we'll see, but at the same time, it's like with Netflix, they any movie that comes out of Netflix is already going to have a little bit of a uh, hindrance to it because the Academy, you know, they don't like them. <laughs> so, and especially Steven Spielberg, he doesn't like those Netflix people. So that probably hurts its chances of being considered in, uh, you know, come next February, but I'm excited to see it. I definitely want to check it out. So, yeah, I'm stoked to have it sooner or later. The award stuff is fine. It, I mean, if he's great, if he's really transcendentally great, then he can, you know, people have been nominated for movies released this early. So I'm not so yeah. worried about that, but I am glad to have it sooner because I'm, I'm interested in seeing this. I think it, it could be very cool. Uh, I'm not usually into the serial killer thing either, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get a hold of this one. Uh, it's only a few weeks away now. So we'll see what all the fuss is about because certainly it's got a lot of buzz around it. Let's um before we move out of movie news, I want to I want to touch on something new and exciting that I'm that I'm working on for the show. And uh, this is going to be called Cody's Big Old Movie Adventure. And I thought very hard and long about that uh, title because yeah, basically but... what <laughs> what Cody's Big Old Movie Adventure is going to be, the problem that I have is that I love watching movies, but I have a hard time. I have movie ADD and I can never decide what movie I want to watch. Seth can attest to this. I, choosing a Netflix movie with me is insufferable. And I recognize that and I have a very hard time. So basically what I needed to, what I decided I needed to do was focus my energies and narrow down my scope and, and decide what movies I want to watch over the course of a, a given month. And for this inaugural, uh, edition of Cody's big old movie adventure, I have chosen kind of an obvious topic. Uh, basically what I'm going to do is over the course of April, I'm going to watch every MCU movie and each week we can check in and, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, sort of, I'll, I'll give maybe some quickie reviews or some thoughts about what I'm seeing, uh, over the course of the MCU. And that'll culminate of course, with the re- release of Endgame at the end of the month in, in subsequent months, May and June and, you know, months, um, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping for for some different uh, different sort of topics or themes. So maybe I watch all Spielberg movies, or maybe I watch uh, war movies for a month, or maybe I watch uh, you know time travel movies, or you know some some sort of theme in any given month that I want to sort of make my my movie watching centered around for a given month, and then I'll report back as a part of the show. And so we'll we'll always be checking in on Cody's big old movie adventure. So that's that's where you, the listener, comes in is I I will constantly be looking for suggestions for, for different themes, directors, actors, maybe um, that, that can be a part of uh, a month's adventure. And I think they'll all take about a month because I'll want to make sure that I've really exhausted, you know, a a topic or a theme or or what have you. And so for the next three weeks, I will be doing the entire MCU. I'll be doing basically, I'll have to be at a pace of about a movie a day, um, which, you know, I'll I'll break up in various ways, but I'm going to get through the entire MCU, 21 films, before the release of Endgame, that is my commitment to the SoCo listeners. Are you going to go in order of release or chronological in terms of the movies? I'm going to try like to go the... to I'm going to try to go MCU timeline. So actually, okay. when we finish recording this show, I'm going to be going to watch Captain America: The First Avenger. I'm going to watch that one, 
And then my plan tomorrow is to go, and I know some listeners are going to go, oh, brother, Cody, you're really going to do this to yourself? Captain Marvel uh, in the theaters again tomorrow night, going to give it a second shot. And uh, I'm hopeful that I like it more this time, but uh, we'll see. And my plan is to be through all of phase one, culminating, of course, in the Avengers uh, before our show next week, and I'll be able to report back. So that is going to be Cody's big old movie adventure. Uh, Looking forward to uh, the sounder that comes out of that. You can expect a new one next week for that as we check in on my MCU month uh, for April, leading up, of course, to Avengers Endgame, as we have mentioned uh, a time or two. So uh, again, if you have any ideas, let us know at underscore Cody Michael, at Seth O'Watt, or at SoCoShowPod, or uh, via email at SoCoShow91 at gmail.com. Let us know what some of your ideas are and what are the movie adventures you would like to send me on and uh, I'm excited to to watch a lot of films. Watch a lot of films because, again, I, I can't fucking pick one, so I need someone to tell me what to watch. So uh, Cody's Big Old Movie Adventure coming at you starting next week. And with that, we're going to move it along. Uh, before we get into some trailers and reviews, we got to do a quick hypothetical. What you want? What you want? What you gonna do? And what you gonna do? Tell me what you wanna do. Hypothetically speaking. Seth has uh, probably concocted some fucked up thing that he wants me to answer in Heiko. That's basically what the segment is. The segments are simple. It doesn't take too too long of a... Is it a this or that? Is it a would you rather? Is it a... What what do we got this week? Well, see, like I said, the last time I retooled it a little bit. So that's... It's not so just like yes or no or choice. It's kind of more of a thought. The, the sounder reminded me, Hulk Hogan's another guy that, with the wrestling thing, that was out of, like, he wrestled for fucking 30 years, but he was out of money until he had that sex tape thing happen, and he got, mm-hmm. like, $30 million or whatever. Yeah, he got fat um, sacks from that. Yeah. He's still walking around, though, pretty well, and he's, what, 70, something like that? But, anyway, um, hi- hypothetical this week. So, last week, we talked about the Door of the Explorer trailer. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and so I know that was that was a, that was a show that w- was on pretty popular when we were growing up. So got me thinking about um, there's a lot of kid shows that we, we talk about a lot uh, and some some ones as a kid that we kind of would uh, definitely, you know, imagine ourselves or put ourselves into. So the hypothetical this week is you can live in your favorite children's show for one day, do whatever you want in it. You're in it. But once you do. It disappears from existence like it never happened. So you wouldn't be able to enjoy it anymore. You'd forget about it. It's gone. What one do you choose? Because mm. that, that eliminates like... It eliminates Bob square pants. Exactly. So yeah. oh, unless you really you know want to live in it, but... I, I would love to live in SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants, but I would not give up SpongeBob for anything. Um, so it can't be SpongeBob. So I get to live in a show for a day and then it will go away forever. From my memory, right. from existence, right? Okay, I got a couple things milling the, about in my the, head. The day, the day will you'll still remember the day. Like that's a great moment, great time. But like as a show, you it won't you won't remember it's a show. You won't be able to watch episodes ever again. All that stuff. Okay. Well, I got I got a couple things kind of milling around in my head. Um, I think that um, so I'll list a couple that are coming to mind, and then I'll, I'll pick one. Uh, Dragon Ball Z would be really fun for a day. I used to love Dragon Ball Z. Um, Danny Phantom would be a cool one if I could have his powers. Um, Fairly Odd Parents would be a good one. I could get Hello Wishes and stuff. 
Blue's Clues would be pretty cool. Blue's Clues would effectively be an escape room for a day. Uh, so that would be that would be pretty entertaining. And I used to fuck hard with Blue's Clues. Like that was my that was my jam. Gross. Hmm. What are some? Well, Spider Man the animated ser- that would be an easy way for me to be Spider. But I can't forget Spider Man. Hmm. The ex- the stipulation of forgetting it afterwards makes it pretty tough. So you can remember the moment, but the show, all that stuff, you won't remember that. Right. Yeah. And I, I need to have Spider Man the animated series still in my still in my life. Um hmm. something that I could I could have like some power. So fairly odd parents, hmm, Danny Phantom. I th- I'm thinking like fairly odd parents, Danny Phantom or like Chalk Zone. Or like I Rocket Power would be a good one. Because I could do all sorts of kickflips and then just never. I don't, care, I don't care that much about rocket power, honestly. Um, this gets harder the more I think about it. Because now I'm thinking of like Zoe one. That's what she said. <laughs> that is definitely what she said. Um, I'm gonna choose Chalk Zone because okay. because I dig Chalk Zone. I like the world. I like the powers. I like the song. Cody's got the chalk, the chalk, the chalk, chalk zone. I think that fucking rocks. And but I don't I don't care enough about Chalk Zone to not give it up. Like I could give up Chalk Zone for the sake of having one really baller ass day with some chalk. My hands would get really dry. I'd have to pack lots of lotion probably. That would it'd, it'd be very irritating to my hands. But I could I could draw like a fucking spaceship or something and fly around. One baller ass day with some chalk. <laughs> that that's the title. Yep, that is definitely the title of this week's show. Uh, I think Chalk Zone, chalk, because it's a perfect mix of having like a really super cool day, a baller ass day with some chalk, and then also it's a show that I don't think about so often that I wouldn't mind giving it up. I think Chalk Zone is my official answer. All right. Good choice. Yeah. I think that's a solid. Yeah. It, yeah. If if the question was just what show do you want to live in, it's either SpongeBob or Spider-Man, but you eliminated both of those with uh, with the removal of them from existence, so... Had to sure had to call call an audible and Cody's got the chalk. I'm I'm gonna see if I can remix that. To, I'll see if I can come up with that theme song. I bet I can do it. I hope not. <laughs> this has been High Cotheticals. What you want? What you want? What you gonna do? And what you gonna do? Tell me what you wanna do? Hypothetically speaking. <laughs> All right, Seth. Uh, we're gonna keep it in the realm of well. I guess we kind of went away from it, but we're coming back to the realm of movies and we got to talk about a trailer that came out. And this is, this for me came completely out of nowhere. I had no idea that this was a project or anything. All of a sudden we get a trailer for this film called Dead Don't Die, which is a, I guess a zombie comedy would be the way I would describe this, um, which is apparently a genre. And what's exciting about it is it stars Adam Driver and Bill Murray who nobody fucking, I didn't think was ever going to star in a movie again. Um, there's a star-studded cast besides them. This looks to me like like a, a a very comedic zombie movie. I mean, it looks hilarious. It looks like the zombies are totally goofy and they're only for comedic relief. And it's kind of a standard, like a Shaun of the Dead type, Zombieland type movie is how I kind of group it with these other movies. Trailer's definitely entertaining. I'm stoked for Adam Driver. What are some of your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it looks interesting. I, I I would have been in for a movie with just just like those two, <laughs> like by themselves. I I'm I'm a big fan of of Bill Murray, and we talked a little bit beforehand. Like for me, I I kind of grew up on a lot of Bill Murray movies because of my parents. 
And so I, anything he's in, I'm, I'm excited to see him. And Adam Driver is a guy I've become a huge fan of over the last two, three years now. Um, Logan Lucky was kind of really where I was like, okay, this guy is awesome. He's not just mm-hmm. Kylo Ren. Like he can do so much stuff. He's comedic. He's serious actor. He was nominated for a damn Oscar this year. So like that, that guy is super talented. He's great on SNL pretty much like with both of these guys if they're in a movie you know just by themselves i'm probably going to go check it out but with them together i think that's going to be a really really funny and interesting duo for a movie together and uh i'm i it seems very zombie land-esque in terms of like the zombies and things like that so i'm down for that yeah it's all around it, it looks super interesting to me so i'm excited to check it out yeah, it looks very funny. Don't forget, we're going to link to this in the description box. We're also going to link to the trailer reaction from our good buddy on YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. And uh, I know he had some good things to say about it as well. Uh, listen to some of this cast. So you have Adam Driver, Bill Murray, also Chloe Sevigny, Tilda Swinton is in this, doing like a Michonne-like yeah. character. Uh, Steve Buscemi is in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Selena Gomez Carol Kane, yep. who you know from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, is in this. Yep. Uh, Danny yep. Glover is in this. Like, there's all there's a crazy ass cast. It seems like someone threw a dartboard at a list <laughs> of actors and just decided that it was going to be a zombie movie. I think this could be very fun. I really do. I'm not as big a fan of of Bill Murray, so him him alone is not getting me to this. I, I mean, I like him fine. I'm just not as crazy about him as a lot of people are. But Adam Driver gets me here. It looks funny. And there's a stacked cast. I'm all here. I'm all for it. I'm stoked to get to this. And um, let me see if we have a release date. Mm, looks like June 14th. So this summer, we're going to have Dead Don't Die, uh, which I think is going to be a welcome addition to this this uh, zombie comedy genre. So I'm pretty stoked for it. So we can look forward to Dead Don't Die this summer. But uh, there are some movies coming out this spring that we have seen, and we want to let you know what our thoughts are. Here are some reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it! I hated it! I'm really excited about this week's reviews because I know we're going to get to use both of our new um, binary review system. Both the I loves it and the I hates it. So um, let's start with... See, this is um, the funny thing. I know you saw better movies than me this week, so I Oh, a lot. <laughs> choosing the order is going to be fun. So, I'm going to I'm going to review so I saw I saw one new movie, you saw 3. And I So the movie I, the movie I went to is called The Beach Bum, and it stars Matthew McConaughey as a basically a beach bum, and he is married to Isla Fisher. Snoop Dogg is involved in this movie. Zac Efron shows up for a little bit. And I know it sounds complex, but this movie, I think, is something that... I don't know. I think I could could review this movie in in about 10 seconds. This is the intro to the next segment, and the intro is just as long as the segment itself. Here comes a 10-second movie review. 10 second movie reviews. I'm going to give myself 10 seconds on the clock to review the beach bum. And I think I can do it. I think I'm going to have time to spare, honestly. So let's get into it. This is my review of the beach bum. Hmm. This movie is, but do not see it. I do not recommend it. 
I did have time to <laughs> I I cannot tell you enough. Don't go see this movie. Especially don't spend money on it. Like if you want to watch it on, on Netflix later or whatever, fine. But it's bad. And I tried to like it, but it's it's not good. And I can elaborate on that if you want, but I'd, I'd rather just leave it at that. It's not very good. <laughs> I have it. But I've seen now twelve or thirteen movies this this year in 2019. And this will either be my worst movie so far this year or the second worst movie I have seen this year. Both of my two worst movies this year feature Matthew McConaughey. The other was Serenity. Uh, so I, I steer clear. Steer clear of the beach bum. That's what I'll say. That's too bad. It is too bad because I, I was interested. I was interested in it. I, I thought I might have some fun. I didn't. I did not. It was but for sure. Uh, this has been a 10 second review of the beach bum. <laughs> This is the outro from the last segment, and the outro is just as long as the segment itself. That was a 10-second movie review. Underrated sounder. I think it deserves to be considered among among the greats. Um, <laughs> speaking of the greats, uh, we spoke ahead of time. Seth, you had a really good weekend at the movies. It sounds like you saw sure some did. good shit. You have three movies to review. Uh, I'll let you pick the order. What do you got up first for us? I think first I'll go with Gloria Bell. Which is a movie about the creator of Taco Bell. <laughs> no, it fucking isn't. <laughs> it is not. You're right. No, so Gloria Bell is... I, I, I think they played a decent amount of trailers uh, for this before a lot of movies. But Gloria Bell is a movie that is led by Julianne Moore. Um, she is pretty much the only... Actually, no, there's a few decent celebrities in this. Um, Sean Astin pops up. Michael Sarah plays her son. Uh, of course, Julianne Moore plays Gloria Bell. John Turturro plays kind of like her love interest. Brad Garrett shows up as an ex-husband for a little bit. So kind of a weird cast, but uh, definitely they all worked well together. But Gloria Bell's a remake. Uh, the director also made a movie called Gloria, um, which is a foreign movie. Didn't know that until this right now. So facts. So Gloria Bell, uh, Julianne Moore, she plays, I'm assuming she's like in her fifties, maybe sixties. She is of course divorced from Brad Garrett and she pretty much is stuck in a pattern. She is, it seems like every, at least every weekend, maybe every night going, gets off work. She works as an insurance, insurance salesman. And so she gets off work, goes to the club, tries and tries to find a guy essentially. And she's kind of stuck in a rut. She's doing that all the time. She's also got her kids. Uh, Michael Sarah is her, her son. I can't, don't know who plays her daughter, but she, her kids are kind of off. They're in, her, in their 20s and 30s, that type of thing, and they're off doing their own thing and don't really see mom much. And so it seems like, you know, she's trying to find a dude to, you know, have a meaning or have a purpose because her kids aren't really around and she doesn't really have a whole lot going on. She lives in a one-bedroom apartment and all this stuff. And and that's where she meets John Turturro. They have a great, you know, it seems like they have a great relationship and all this stuff. And you see in the trailer, they kind of, you know, uh, have issues too because she still seems like she has uh, feelings for her ex-husband and things like that. So if you see in the trailer, you, you kind of see that coming. What I was happy about is, so this is an A24 movie. So you know it's going to have, it's going to be different. It's going to be uh, not uh, stereotypical. It's not going to follow a, a pattern you've seen the trailer makes it seem like it's going to be like a, you know, romantic drama type thing where, you know, she gets with the guy and, and they have problems and, 
destiny and happily ever after not necessarily the case of this movie this this movie really is much more of a uh character study than i thought it would be way more about gloria in her 50s trying to come to an acceptance about where she's in 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 life and you know finding her now that she's kind of at a place where she doesn't have anything tying her down like what she's going to do now and and finding happiness in herself is is the biggest thing finding happiness and being alone and being being in herself that's kind of the overall uh arc of the movie and and that made me a lot happier seeing it just because uh, i you know i went because the reviews were great you know it's it's in the 90s rotten tomatoes i've seen you know rave raves about julianne moore and and she she delivers an outstanding performance but i was like you know i don't I've seen these movies before, you know, I've seen these romantic dramas, but coming out of it is, is with the different directions they take it. It's, it was way more satisfying seeing her and her journey throughout the movie was, was really satisfying as well. It was, it was just overall like a way more of a, a way more of a thinker than I thought going into it. Way more of a deep, way more deep of a movie than I thought going, going into it. So very happy that I saw it. I would recommend this. It's, uh, you know, it's it's not like depressing. Like a lot of A24 movies can be depressing. There's some sad moments, but it's not like crushing or anything like that. It's got a good message to it. Some really good performances throughout the whole thing. I thought the directing was done really well. It's, it's, it's shot like an A24 movie where like there's a lot of colors are a lot, very important. Like there's some points where it's very dull, but then there's those points where it's very bright and and colorful and and a lot of like especially like when she's in the club and stuff a lot of like neon and a lot of uh a lot of bright type of colors and stuff too so i think they use that really well just overall like a really well done movie i was i was happy i went to it so um i think i would fall on the i love it with this one yeah i'm excited for this because i love julianne more and she kind of I don't know it's been a little bit since she's had really a chance to kind of flex and it seems like this is really a showcase for her mm-hmm. uh, i'm glad to hear that it's a little deeper than standard you know little older woman rom-com or romantic mm-hmm. drama or whatever so uh this is good I, this is a movie that the the trailer definitely had my attention um but i didn't i didn't make an effort to go see it this past weekend but i think i may you know uh either either in the theater still or um maybe on demand later on uh, this is you've convinced me that it that it's worth seeing, uh, and I really yeah. like the cast in this. You, you know, you mentioned Brad Garrett, Julianne Moore, um, John Turturro is someone I also like. So, yeah, this this sounds this sounds like a good one, and uh, I'm glad that you saw it so that you can recommend it to folks. And anytime something gets an I love it, then uh, you know you you know that it's worth seeing. True that. The next one that I'll talk about is uh, Hotel Mumbai. So this one, kind of not a very known one, but uh, is was, again, a lot more enjoyable than I thought going into it. So Hotel Mumbai, and I honestly, so it's based off a true story, and I didn't know, like, I, I kind of remember hearing about it, but this happened in 2008, and I, I mean, we were in high school, so a lot of this stuff kind of, we didn't really pay a lot of attention to, you know, but... This is based off of uh, it happened in India. This is the Taj Hotel in Mumbai, India, and uh, there was basically all over the city a bunch of terrorist attacks, and the hotel is like the big one because it's always been looked at as kind of like a, a sanctuary and and 
you know, good security and kind of like a paradise and things like that. And these terrorists come in and just come in and start mowing down people. And so that's, that's the, that that's kind of like the overall, once it gets into the plot, that's what it, what it, you know, the, the movie is about. So it stars Dev Patel. He plays a, a waiter at the, the, the restaurant in the hotel. And he, I guess what he, cause he's kind of, so like they kind of have a, a little bit of like this connection at the beginning with his, he, they show his, his family, like his wife and his, his daughter and like kind of the, the, the thing he's always thinking about in the movie is getting back to them. But he's also very, like, he's very much a people pleaser and like, he's always trying to help. And so he's kind of a hero in a lot of these, these instances. Um, he's kind of leading people around and trying to save them. Uh, he's kind of like the main quote unquote protagonist of the movie. Um, you also have army hammer who plays a rich, super rich dude who's visiting the hotel with his wife his wife, uh, let me pull up her name because she, she was in the counterpart show that I liked. Um, she's a really good actress, and I think we'll see a lot more of her. Um, uh, Nazanin Bon Bon I, I cannot say that fucking name. You're nailing it. Boniati Nazanin Bodiati, maybe. She, for one, is very attractive, but she is also a really good actress. <laughs> she plays Army Hammer's uh, wife, and so they have this kid together. They're in the ho- they're having dinner at the hotel, and the child is upstairs with the nanny, and while while these attacks are going on, and so that's another big plot point of the movie where they're both trying to get back to the kid. Army Hammer kind of goes off by himself at one point, and so there's like this separation. Interesting drama throughout that, which is cool, um, and then. The other big, big actor in this one is uh, is Jason Isaacs. He plays kind of like this rich businessman from like it seems like he's probably from Russia or something, and he uh, very very like nonchalant in the movie, but he's also like kind of plays like a surprising hero. Like he's very he's kind of a dick. He is a dick, but he's also like you know he cares about the people that he's with too, which is cool. Overall, so I mean again, it's based off a true story, so there's not a whole lot can dig into in terms of the plot it's it's you know it's it's something you've seen before in terms of like a terrorist uh terrorist thing where like the normal people kind of rise up and try to you know try and help out the situation so that that's like that's it's inspiring to see and it's cool to see and it's done very well but it's not something you haven't seen before you know um performances all around are really really good like i said the girl from counterpart is great army hammer is a guy who keeps impressing me with his movies um call me by your name um he was good in uh, sorry to bother you <laughs> playing that dickhead character um he's really good in this uh, as the husband dev patel is great as well like he's he's i don't think he's ever had a bad performance and uh, jason isaacs is, does a really good job too with the movie itself being based on a true story they definitely uh relayed the brutality of this <laughs> it throughout the movie like they showed a lot of really brutal executions and gunshots and deaths and things like that throughout the movie uh, a lot of like those some of those instances where like someone gets shot in the head out of nowhere where you're like whoa what the fuck you know like that type of thing really is it was a really really intense movie and i, I didn't 100 expect that going I, like i knew it was rated r and stuff but i didn't 
expect them to show as much as they did. Kind of like Hacksaw Ridge in a way where like Hacksaw Ridge was super brutal. They showed like tendons and tendons and stuff, but the movie itself like outside of the war um, was kind of was, was had like a different feel to it. Same thing with this, like with the showing the families and, and the relationships, things like that. It didn't seem that brutal, but once they got to the actual like terrorist stuff, it got super brutal. And, uh, I thought it, for me, it added to like the, the brevity of the situation and, and showing actually like how real this stuff was. Uh, another, something that, it, that kind of, they drove home too with this was that like, when this stuff was happening, when, when the, all these attacks were going on, the city of Mumbai, it wasn't prepared for this. Like there's a, a pretty small police force. It's a pretty, you know, peaceful town. So not a lot of these type of things happen and they, and they weren't planning on this stuff to happen. So they, they show in the movie, like how alone these people were for such a long amount of time because they had to fly in help from different countries. And so that also adds like a level of kind of anxiety to it because these people are having to positions themselves position themselves throughout the hotel, knowing that like, they're probably not going to be able to beat these people because, you know, they hit these guns and stuff and they don't have anything because there's really no plan in place. So there's a lot of heroic actions there. And, and there's that time element, just like waiting for help to come in and you don't know when it's going to come and all that stuff too. So that's, that's a cool, that, I guess that's something a little bit different than, than what you've seen. But overall, I thought this was a really, really entertaining movie. Did a lot of things super well. Uh, did a lot, a really good job of, you know, getting the points across with the situation Overall, just really enjoyed it. Um, again, on this one, I think I would give this a, I love it. <laughs> yeah, this sounds intriguing to me, and I, I'm going to put it, go ahead and put it on my list. You're, you're really extending my fucking list today. Uh, <laughs> if for no other reason than Army Hammer, I've, I've loved Army Hammer for a long time. Uh, other than Lone Ranger, I think everything he's done has been really great. And as, as big a problems, and, and you mentioned, I think, sorry to bother you, you know, I had my problems with that movie, but none of them were Army Hammer. So uh, I really dig him in what I've seen him in. So And then Dev Patel. Dev Patel is honestly one of my favorites. Uh, I really love everything that I've seen him in. So uh, this checks a lot of my boxes, and I, I think I'm going to check it out. And I think a, a lot of our listeners are, are, are going to enjoy this one too. So uh, Hotel Mumbai is the movie. Uh, Seth loves it. Uh, let us know what you think on the tweets or uh, via email. Uh, is Seth too high on it or is Seth not high enough? Uh, we will see. Uh, let us know if you've seen it. You got one more for us now, buddy. Sure do. Uh, saving this one for last uh, because it is uh, one of the traditional, uh, what we've come to expect for me and my art house movies uh, with uh, with reviewing them on the show. It's it's one that's uh, definitely had a, a last more lasting impact, but uh, that's the, the Mustang not many people probably know about this movie. A uh, very small movie, but it is definitely up there for probably would have been one of my favorites last year even. So um, Mustang, for those who don't know what it is, it's uh, based off of a real thing that goes on in prisons, but uh, inmates will train horses to be sold at auction. And, and you know, it's for really any auction for, you know, to work on farms, to race, to breed things like that but they train these horses to perform at these these events you know they 
basically you know tr- tame them and and so they're able to be ridden and things like that and so this is the story of the, the the story itself isn't based off a true story i don't think but the the overall like program and stuff which i didn't know was a thing this program is real and so they kind of base the story around that but the so the stars uh, an actor who I didn't really know a whole lot about it's Matthias Schoenarts and I pronounced that correctly because I've heard that name pronounced correctly before. So nailed it. Um, <laughs> nice. Matthias Schoenarts. He he plays Roman Coleman, who uh, reminds me of a character from Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> and uh, he's been in prison. I think he said twelve years in the movie. He is very quiet, closed off, is uh, reserved, and just you know kind of lives his life in prison. Doesn't really care to even really get out from what it seems like. And so he's eventually he ha- he has to be he has to be assigned something to do. His his uh counselor or whatever has to he, you know says you have to do you have to do something. So he goes to work on the you know ranch or whatever it is that where the horses are and kind of sees you know he he sees these horses and he sees one in particular that's wild, you know, crazy wild horse and He's from then they're hooked to he want you know he wants to do this more and more, and, and, and actually you know start training them and stuff. So the really the movie is centered around those two. Um, there's there are a few actors in this that you would know. Uh, Jason Mitchell. Um, oh, I love might not him. know him by name. Okay, so you do. Yeah, he's on Straight Outta Compton. He plays Easy. Yeah. Uh, he's in Mudbound, Detroit. He's in he's in that. So he's been in some stuff, but you know it seems like the stuff he's in is not generally. Not generally like serious. It seems like he's kind of more, you know, playing. I guess I, I don't know. I never saw Straight Outta Compton, but I don't know how he is in that. But um, some of the other stuff he's in is not as like, not as like deep character wise. And I thought I thought he did a good job here. He plays an, an inmate who is kind of like the shit at training the horses, and so he uh, kind of takes uh, Roman under his wing and uh, helps him out and stuff. They have a really cool relationship in the movie, which I liked. Uh, Bruce Dern, kind of an older actor. He plays like the, he's not a, it's his ranch. So he's not like a inmate or anything. He's like the, you know, he's like their boss essentially. And, uh, he has a good relationship too with, with Roman. He's, he, he definitely sees something in Roman and he's trying to get that out of him throughout the movie, which is really cool. Um, and he's really more supportive than, than what you'd expect. But those are kind of the main like there's other actors you've seen, but you really wouldn't be able to put a name to it. Connie Britton's in it. She plays the act, the 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 psychologist. Her character name is actually just psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she, you know, she's in it for a tiny bit. But those are really the main ones. This this movie was, and you know how much I love the the character studies um, type of movies where they go deep into characters and. Uh, delve into their their thoughts and things like that and that's this movie did exactly that um it was really a journey for roman from the beginning he uh you know from the beginning he's very very like i said quiet closed off doesn't talk doesn't really even have many lines until about halfway through the movie and he takes the journey with the horse like the movie is is almost as much about the horse as it is roman from the beginning, there's a lot of cool symbolism and things like that. Like the first shot there. So it starts off with the horse getting like captured and stuff. And then you, you see Roman and they have him like in a, just 
quietly he's like breathing and stuff and he even they have him kind of like breathing like a horse hmm. so like a really slow and like you know like that so they from there too like they take this journey together like the horse is very you know wild and crazy and is you know people are saying how dangerous he is and and as they you know meet together and start to train together they both start to kind of open up and they both start to like roman at least like starts to you know joke around and and create relationships as the horse is bonding with roman you know that type of thing and so they both grow and which is weird to say about a horse but they both grow together you know and they both become more accepting to people the horse becomes accepting to roman roman becomes accepting to other people that type of thing there's also a, a storyline too with Roman and his. Uh, there, he has a daughter who is who's pregnant. She's trying to, kind of, essentially rid herself of him and and start a life. Um, she's very young. I think she's like seventeen or sixteen, seventeen maybe. So she's trying to like get emancipated and things like that. But um, there's a storyline there that's going on. So he changes because everything he's changing with, with, with the horse, he's changing his relationship with his daughter, which is really interesting. There's a scene with him and his daughter that is like crushing. It's, it's easily the best acted scene I've seen this year in movies. Um, and again, probably for a lot of last year too, he does an amazing, the Matthias, he does an amazing job in this movie. He's, he's an incredible actor. I hope to see him do more, um, coming up, but yeah, that, that, that scene alone is worth just seeing the movie, but even though it's crushing, the movie itself is not like, there's some sad moments like that, but it's actually like kind of a uplifting story in a way <laughs> uh, because of, because of the growth that both of them take. And uh, especially like the last scene is, is really, it'll put a smile on your face. It's really, it's really cool. So I loved it. I, I absolutely loved the movie. It, it's weird to love a movie about a horse, but uh, <laughs> like for me anyway, like, you know, I, I'm it's not, I'm into these character study type of movies, but like the premise alone, like reading the plot and stuff, I was like, eh, I don't know. I, I walked out of this really, really loving it. And uh, I would definitely recommend it. It's not one of those, like I said, it's not one of those indie movies that will make you sad a hundred percent of the time. It's not going to make you walk out and feel like shit. You know, it, it's going to make you think it's going to make you a little bit, at least it's going to make you think, especially if you look at it kind of, the way that I was looking at it in terms of like their growth together and, and some of like the symbolism, like there's a lot of good symbolism in the movie, but yeah, it's, it's just a damn good movie. His performance is absolutely excellent. It's definitely a, a must see if you can. So once again, it's not like a broken record. Uh, it's a, I love it. There it is. <laughs> he loves it. And I, it's, it's, um, it's been a while since I've heard such a shining recommendation. I'm trying to think of what the last one was. Um, but the last time you gave a recommendation and I followed up on it uh, because you were so adamant, uh, I had to come on the podcast and use an entire one more thing to talk about how great your recommendation was. So uh, <laughs> you, it, say no more. I will go see this, especially knowing that it, that it, it ends on an upper or it has some uplifting uh, nature to it. So that's that's good news. I think that it's a strange, you know, it, it, March is an interesting time to release some of these these really well-acted movies. You know, mm-hmm. we don't see a ton of that. La- last March, our surprise was was uh, A Quiet Place, but it wasn't the acting, really, that surprised us in, in, in A Quiet Place. It was the entirety of the movie. So, I don't know. It's interesting to see some of these really, really great, um, you know, really well-acted and, and directed pieces coming out in March. So, it, it's... I don't have any more to say about it other than it's, it's interesting to me. It's not something that you see very often. So, I'm glad 
that uh, your march is going better than mine because I went to the fucking beach club. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I went to the only movie this weekend that was bad. <laughs> I was like, maybe it'll be good. No, it was bad. And and you went to a bunch of fucking good movies and I feel stupid, so. You know what's funny too is like we talked, when we talked about Captain Marvel a while back, you know, talking about how, like how I look at movies differently and like with, with, with superhero movies, like I turn my brain completely off. When I go to like, especially when I go to this theater that I went to, I, this is the, the Mustang was playing at an art house theater. Um, my brain is like at like at a hundred percent capacity. Like I'm, I'm constantly thinking when I see these movies and that's where I notice things like, you know, symbolism with breathing and stuff like that. So like, that's why I love these independent movies. And, and sometimes like I, because I love them so much, I, it there these movies are definitely not for everyone so my love of them might not completely translate like i know eighth grade is not one you you enjoyed it but didn't love it like i did same mm-hmm. thing like mike v watched it you know uh it wasn't for everyone but for me like when i see these movies i'm just constantly thinking i'm i'm analyzing absolutely everything and so when i walk out of some of these movies like i i, I have like a weird distinct feeling <laughs> when i see some of these movies like when i saw this when i saw leave no trace first reformed i walk out like almost just like Almost like, you know that feeling after you've just taken like a deep breath, like, like exhaled, mm-hmm. like that, like that is constantly going for a little bit until I've thought through everything. And that's like, that's my favorite feeling walking out of a movie. So that's what I got with this was like, just that feeling of like, you know, like almost like I was holding my breath the entire movie, like trying to think about it and process it all. And when I leave, like, and I'm done thinking about it, just like an exhale, like that's kind of how I feel about indie movies, especially these art house type of things. Man, that's poetry, dude. Say, <laughs> say no more. Uh, if you if you ever wondered whether or not Seth loves movies, Seth loves movies, man. And I, <laughs> I, and I love hearing him talk about the ones he loves. Uh, we have recommendations this week for Gloria Bell, Hotel Mumbai, and The Mustang. Do fucking not see The Beach Bum. <laughs> <laughs> it is but don't see it. Um, that is all this week for movie reviews. Mom? What do you think? I love it. I hated it. I hated it. That's what I think of the beach bum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. But before we go, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more more thing. I want to talk briefly about a website that I found that I think is kind of cool. And I don't know. Pornhub. You've probably, Pornhub is great, but it's not what I'm using my one more thing on. Um, have you ever seen the, the hashtag, porn. like, today I found out, and then it's like a random fact? Mm-mm. Um, okay, well, today I found <laughs> out has become an actual website. And basically okay. what it is is a bunch of random ass facts. I'm going go to go to it and pull one up. It's todayifoundout.com. I'm going to link to it in the description box. And it's just the randomest, the most random, just little factoids. So, like, one of the first things it says... Do you get your stuff back if you go missing and are declared dead, but then turn up alive? Like, what happens to your things? Do you get them back? Like, what happens? And then there's an article about, like, what happens. So it's all these super random, like, factoids and articles and shit about stuff that you didn't think about. Uh, There's another one. Has anyone ever actually inherited millions from a random person they've never heard of? I read this article today. It turns out, yes. It's not very common, but it has happened. The hope's still alive. Yeah, there's one. Uh, could the Queen of England get away with murder legally? I, I haven't read that one. So it's all these really specific, really random like shower thoughts 
that someone has done a deep dive on and like actually answered that question. So huh. I just thought it was a really interesting thing that I stumbled upon and uh, I'll link to it in it in the description. And this is something that I'll probably check in on from time to time. Cause I love these little, little factoids. So today I found out that's my one more thing. Interesting. I might check that out. My one more thing. We kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier is uh, that. So this weekend of my, my entire weekend is planned from Friday until Sunday when I go to bed. And that's, uh, Seeing well, one is uh, seeing Pet Cemetery. That was a dumb choice. But the other, the other is it's WrestleMania weekend, um, which is uh, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Give me uh, what I is. want. <laughs> exactly, Batista will be getting what he wants, and that's to wrestle at WrestleMania. So yeah, if you want to see Drax take on the the, the star of the chaperone, get ready. And also another movie star will be wrestling. Actually, two movie stars. The Miz from Marine 5 and Marine 6 Moving Target will be will be wrestling, as well as uh, the man Becky Lynch. She was in, I think, also the Marine 6 Moving Target. But no, it's uh, WrestleMania weekend. It's a, it's a big deal for any uh, wrestling fan. Uh, there's wrestling on Friday for like three hours. There's wrestling. I don't think there's any wrestling on Saturday. It's the Hall of Fame for like four hours and then wrestling on uh, Sunday with actual WrestleMania for, uh, I think is 72 hours. I think is how far, how long it goes for. <laughs> it so. is no, like you're hyperbolizing. I think it's about eight hours. <laughs> it's gotta be, like it, no joke. I think it's eight hours. It starts at the, the starts at four o'clock my time uh, here in, in Iowa on, on Sunday with like kickoff stuff. And it'll probably go till 11, maybe midnight. I think last year it went to almost midnight midnight when we watched it. So yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a long time, but I'm excited. Uh, it's something I've loved since I was a kid. Uh, it's, we were talking before we started recording that I, my first WrestleMania is WrestleMania 17. And it is now WrestleMania 35. So um, it's been a long time, but you know, it's cool. Cause this, this one is especially cool. Cause it, the main event, the last match going on, which has never happened in 35 years of WrestleMania's. Uh, is going to be headlined by a women's match, which is really cool. Ronda Rousey, which I think everyone knows, is the champion of the one show. Um, Charlotte Flair, who is the daughter of Ric Flair. You've heard his voice on the show a few times because of the TV corner. Yeah. Woo! Um, And a lot of people know who Ric Flair is. And then I mentioned Becky Lynch, um, the man. She's awesome. She's the the other person in it. So they're, they're all fighting for the championships. Uh, you got Batista wrestling. Like I mentioned, um, Give me what I want. exactly, <laughs> but it's cool. I I'm very excited for it, especially, you know, it's going to, there's going to be a really cool moment with that main event with whoever wins, uh, which will likely be, be Becky Lynch, but, um, whoever wins, it's cool that it it's ending. It's, I never thought I would see WrestleMania end with, with women and it's not nothing against the women necessarily. I mean, they're, now there's actually some really good women wrestlers, but you know, it's, it's they're typically in the past have never been, you know, the main attractions and now they are. And it's really cool to see how it's changed because 10 years ago, the women were basically fighting in their underwear <laughs> in matches. So nice. And like legitimate lingerie. So it's cool. I'm very excited for WrestleMania. We've been talking about it for like two weeks now straight. Yep. <laughs> so, and then the John Oliver thing only added more to that. So yeah, very excited. I know most people aren't wrestling fans, but you know, if you just want to, if you want to check out this like main event or even just like watch it a couple of days later, uh, it's on the WWE Network, which is uh, their 
you know their their online streaming thing. You can watch WrestleMania on there. If you never signed up for it before, you can get it for free for a month. You just put your card in, and then you can cancel it after you're done watching it if you want. So it, I think it'd be interesting and cool to even check out that main event, check out Ronda Rousey or whatever for those who've never watched it before. So if you have if you have the opportunity, it's free for a month if you never signed up. So. There you go. Great plug. I'll, I'll link to the WWE Network site. I, I myself am going to be taking advantage of a free trial to watch WrestleMania for free this weekend. And, you know, it's a funny thing, Seth, is I, I have I have come in and out of wrestling over the years since we've been friends 20 years. I've come in and out of wrestling. WrestleMania always fucking gets me excited. And so mm-hmm. uh, I am stoked to tune in this weekend and uh, see all the festivities. So... If you've if you've never watched wrestling, WrestleMania is a great way to try it because you're gonna see all the best shit. So um, check it out. We'll link to where you can get a free trial of WWE Network and watch WrestleMania for free. See some historic stuff, and um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, we're stoked. We don't talk a lot of wrestling on this show because it would it would quickly take over the podcast. We we talk a lot <laughs> of wrestling, but um, we are huge fans and uh, very excited for WrestleMania 35 this weekend. So. Make sure you check that out and uh, give me what I want. That too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great stuff. Uh, today I found out and WrestleMania this week and one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Well, that's gonna do it for episode number eighty-eight. Uh, it's a, I guess, our eleventh anniversary, which is pretty fucking cool if I do say so myself. Uh, if, if you want to help us celebrate 88 episodes, which I think is worth celebrating, uh, do us a favor, share the SoCo show with one friend. That That's all we're asking. Uh, just just grab someone, put them in your car and say, hey, why don't you listen to my friends uh, talk about movies and stuff. <laughs> and uh, if everybody shares with one person, that would be pretty fucking cool. So um, um, if you like the show, uh, share it with someone else. Bring them, bring them into the phone. I'm, I'm going to give us a little disclaimer though. Um, don't, Pull a random person into your car. That's called kidnapping. Make sure you know the person. <laughs> no, you just go into the mall, grab a person by the shoulders and say, Give me what I want. <laughs> and then you get them in your car and you make them listen to the fucking SoCo show. Because <laughs> we got Seth Ott and Scarlett Cohanson working hard for your for your listens. So, uh, But all jokes aside, uh, 88 episodes is no small deal to us. Thank you to everyone who's listened all the way. And uh, we'd love it if you, uh, like I said, share it with your friends and uh, bring more people to the party. Uh, that said, don't forget also to check out our sponsors, audibletrial.com slash SoCo for 30 days in your first book for free. Free! Mathis Designs, etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs. Pee! And Mike's Wood, etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed. There it is. That, that one may have been the most disturbing yet. Um, <laughs> great stuff this week. Thank you for joining us for episode 88. We'll be back in seven days for episode 89. Uh, for Seth Ott, this has been Scarlett Cohanson, and we will see you next week. Bye. Ding, ding. <laughs> I want!